Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reveille, reveille, donks. Look at us now, tip to tip. This is our life. This is our passion. That's the spirit we bring to this show. I'm Luke Thomas. I'm Brian Campbell. This is Morning Combat. It is Monday, August 29th. Morning Combat is back, back in studio. Hi, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Luke Thomas, Brian Campbell. It's actually an afternoon combat as it's 3.30 East Coast time, give or take. Skyrockets in flight, if you will. Right? Afternoon delight. Damn I know exactly right. where you're going with this. So we have a lot to get to today. We're going to get to, of course, one championship and the results from the weekend. We'll talk about some boxing. We have a whole lot I of... I got a lot of shit to show Feces, feces is yeah, going to be yeah. here, plus DMs from dogs. But we have a set, a pair, so to speak. Well, <laughs> I don't know if BC does, but the show has a pair of special wow. guests already to that wow of special guests here in studio it's why it's the reason for the season let me show you them now to my right is the interim bellator bantamweight champion of the world rafian stats rafian welcome to the show thank you and, and to over- my left over here is is the italian gangster himself the most electrifying force in combat sports today and the most tan gentleman that they can find it's danny sabatello yep thanks for having me on hi danny danny those glasses are Triumphant, I must say. Yeah, the glasses are becoming uh, an epic proportion in MMA. People know me by the glasses. That's just how I am. I'm a very flashy individual. I'm very exciting. And again, that's why we're here today. Um, I brought my fucking little kid brother right over here. <laughs> well, um, let's go yeah. full. Let's put it right out on the table right here. You guys came directly from uh, Ariel, Hawani yes. land over that's there right. at MMA fighting. I, I think there were fisticuffs. I mean, um, he, I mean, was he man man enough to get between you? I would have liked to see. Yeah, he got between me. I slapped Danny on the face just a little bit. Um, and I figured out that he's not about shit, just like I thought. You know what I mean? He ain't about shit. He's a used car salesman, bro. Okay. So he just—that's all he does. He just talks a big game, and he's not really about shit. Well, let's set the yeah, stage here. Look, yes. we set the stage here. Uh, Friday. Friday, December 9th, Bellator 289. It will be both semifinal fights of the Bellator Bantamweight. Excuse me, Grand Prix. On one side of the bracket, of course, is this fight, the interim champion taking on Sabatello, which, of course, means the interim belt is also on the line for this particular contest. And then, of course, there's another, uh, the other Patchy half of the Patchy versus Magomed Magomedov. Yes. Back to you, though, Danny Sabatello. You had a little bit of uh, dust-up. Good thing it didn't compromise the fight. There's been no blood. There's been a couple bad words, though. Yeah, absolutely. I went over there about a half hour ago, and I stole his belt, and he didn't do shit, as I suspected. Um, he said he touched me on the face. I thought that was a fly. I didn't know what the fuck it was. That's, I guess it was your hand. Um, the bottom line is I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy December 9th in the Mohegan Sun. Um, and I'm going to get it in his head before that because I'm the king of trash talk. I'm the king of mental warfare. 
Um, I believe so much in it, and I could already tell him in his head. He's over there fidgeting. I could see it in his eyes. He's fucking scared like a little bitch that he is. You know, it's funny for me because Danny Sabatello, you know, I just know there's no threat behind it. So I let him do, you know what I'm saying? I let him clown. I let him just, like, show out, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like I have a four-year-old, you know what I mean? So I know how it, like, you like to show out, you know what I mean? You have tantrum tantrums. You get spanked, like, all that stuff. So, like, I let him, like, show out because I know it's no threat. Like, my, my, my four-year-old just comes up to me and he plays with me and he wrestles and he fights with me, but it's no threat. So I, like, let him do whatever he wants to do. So it's, it's fun for me. This is going to be a hell of a time, you know? Uh, I'm definitely in this guy's head. He knows for a fact that he can't beat me. So, um... How are you in my head? You said what? How are you in my head? You're, I'm in your head right now because look at you. Like, you're looking at me. You Even off camera, you're just, like, staring at me. You can't trying to figure me out. You don't know what to fucking think. Um, you're and you know, fucking you know, weird. Exactly. You're a weirdo. Well, I like that both of you are weirdos. And, it, and like, there's a lot of energy here that to begin with in the matchup of this fight, we're getting one step closer to a million dollars. Wait a minute. A wait a minute. Hold up. He called Fettis. me weird, but this guy is walking around sounding like a fly. Like, literally, if you close your, your nose and talk, that's how he fucking sounds. Also, his face is the face of a grandpa. Like, how you gonna Do call you me weird? Face? He's got that. Nah, he take those glasses off, bro. Shit. That's why you he's wearing got, those glasses. He's got a bunch of shit scripted, and he's probably gonna fuck up because he's fucking stuttering. Have I fucked up yet? King. You're about to. All you do is fucking stutter. That's mm -hmm. why everybody says he's a good trash talker. He's not a good trash talker. He does talk a lot of trash, but all he does is fucking stutter. He's a terrible trash talker. He's a terrible fucking fighter. And the more we get in front of each other, the more I'm gonna fucking expose him. You're not exciting. I always say this. This is a big fight because I'm in it. No one gives a fuck about him. No one gives a fuck about you. It's Bro, who's Danny who the Sabatello? fuck is watching your yeah. fights? Like, yeah. who the fuck is like, oh, I can't wait always to see Danny Sabatello? I want to stay right there. This is a semifinal matchup. You're going to get, it, like I said, a chance at a million dollars, a chance to become interim champion and eventually pay Sergio Pettis, the defending champion, currently out with an injury. You watched each other's quarterfinal matchups to get to this point. He went in there against the former champion, Juan Archuleta. Interim title at stake, and he stopped him. Your thoughts on that fight? Well, he was losing until he stopped him. He got lucky with a head kick, which wasn't even a fucking head kick. It was because Archuleta rushed in, and his fucking knee hit him on the head. But before that, Archuleta was fucking pimp-slapping this guy. So, you know, it doesn't fucking matter to me whether it was Archuleta or Stotts. Um, it's going to be the same result either way. Obviously, Archuleta was the better fighter, so this fight's going to be a little bit even easier. I'm not impressed with this guy in the slightest. You look at my quarterfinal matchup, I had a legend like Higo, and I straight dominated him, won a convincing unanimous decision. Um, so obviously I had the better fucking fight, um, and he got a little bit lucky, and then I'm just going to beat the shit out of him December 9th. I think he has an old man face. I think he has the face of an adult film star in some ways. Oh, uh, your, your opinion on his quarterfinal victory over Leandro Higo by unanimous decision? My opinion was he barely hung on for a managed decision. Like, that's what he did. He hung on the whole fight. He also got reversed and pretty much curled up in the fetal position for a round while he go did whatever the fuck he wanted to do to him. So, like, what I see, I see a coward, bro. When things get tough, when you're, like, you're good at being the hammer, and that's probably why you're annoyed at me because I'm a better trash talker than you, because you're, a, you're good at being a hammer, but when you're the nail, you suck.
You're How terrible. How am I the nail? All you do is stutter and interrupt me. It's fucking stupid. But people love it. Don't you hate that? All you do is interrupt me because you're fucking nervous and I'm in your fucking head. But people this? love it. So, do you hate that? Him talk too. How about this? You don't interrupt me, I won't interrupt you. You don't tell me what to do because I'm the champ. That's the thing. That I do what the fuck thing. I want to do. Well, he is the champ because Sergio Pettis is a little bitch. This isn't for the fucking interim title. This is for But I also title. beat a formal champ. Who did you beat? You beat somebody that was ranked number six. He goes better than you. But again, as I was saying before, I was really He goes interrupted. a good fighter, but Juan Archuleta is a better fighter. I've fought better fighters throughout my career. Eight of his 12 opponents have losing records. Let's he, be real about that. He stalks my career. I have no fucking idea. Because I'm a he martial artist. I'm career. a professional. He's That's why I'm the champion, you. and you're not. Because I do my homework. Look, this breakout run of you, of late, you're becoming one of MMA's best-kept secrets. Why has it taken so long for you to have this moment? Because you arrived ready for this moment. You're the interim champion. But it feels like you just kind of came on of late, even though we didn't see that hard work behind the scenes. So uh, it takes a while for the general public to catch up just because I've been fighting tough fights since I, I came out a two-time national championship or two-time national champion, something he wouldn't know about, nothing about throughout his however many years of wrestling. Um, <laughs> so I've come out fighting tough people throughout my career, you know? I didn't get to fight somebody who was 0-7 and get to show you know, um, skills like that. I had to, like, build my way up, you know what I mean? So um, I fought Magomed Magomedov. I fought, like, Josh Hill. I fought people with a lot more experience than me. So I didn't come out with, like, a lot of... Um, I came up with finishes, but not a lot of spectacular finishes. But now I'm just ready for the moment that I'm in right now. So, All right, he can wrestle. Wrestling is your calling card. Sometimes when two wrestlers get in there... Right, Luke? The, the wrestling cancels each other out. It and then, can. It can. You know, sometimes it's Phil Davis and Ryan Bader, and we say, hey, can you guys wrestle a little? We, 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 we missed a little happen. bit of the action right there. Uh, what is that going to mean for this fight, Danny? Yeah, this guy can't wrestle. You know, he has a bit of a wrestling background. He calls himself a two-time national champion. I don't know what it was in, whether it was Division Two, Division Three, JUCO. There's a lot of different levels of wrestling. I was a Division One Big Ten wrestler. He wasn't. My wrestling's way better than him. Obviously, in the grappling category, I am going to fucking daddy him if it goes there. But I could also keep this on the feet because he's not very good on the feet. At the end of the day, this is a mixed martial. You all right? I mean, you just said you strike. When in your career have you, you struck? And Anyways, I struck anybody. This could go on the feet or the ground. This is an MMA fight. If he wants to do a striking fight, then why aren't you in boxing? And if a guy that wants to have a fight all on the ground, then you just go into wrestling. Me, I'm a mixed martial artist. I'm going to be on the feet. And on the ground. Something that you can expect in this fight is a full MMA fight. There will be strikes thrown. There will be elbows, knees, punches, kicks. There's going to be grappling. There's going to be wrestling, jujitsu. Because that's who I am. I'm the best fucking MMA fighter. I don't know what the fuck you are. You're good in a couple different areas. I'm fucking great in every can area. Can we put a little credit in his name? He no. Space Day, Magomed Magomedov, who can, who can do some things on good the fire. ground. Very good fight. And in a, in a good fight, depending <laughs> on the fight, he out-wrestled him and got the victory. Yeah, I, I, Magomed's wrestling is not I, good in my fucking opinion either. I don't think he's very good. I've obviously never fought the guy. I know he's on the other side of the bracket, which makes this side of the bracket so much better. The winner of this fight should win this whole fucking thing. But I don't think Magomed has great grappling. I know I'm probably going to fight him after he beats Patchy Mix, but I guess we'll have to see then. I don't think that dude's that good. Um, obviously, this guy beat him, um, and, and whenever I beat him, I'm going to beat the fuck out of fucking Magomed too. How good is Magomed off? Magomedov, I felt Magomedov is like next to me as the next best uh, fighter. Not, not taking away anything from Patchy Mix, but um, Magomedov has more skill set. You know, everybody puts it together different, but um, he has a 
uh, probably the best next next best skill set. All right, who who came to you with this idea to, go, to for you guys to go on tour? It's a good idea, but I'm curious when you got the call like, hey, you want to go do a media tour with Danny Sabatella? Genius, Danny Brenner. I bet I'm gonna guess. Was it Danny Brenner? Yeah, that's who hit me up for it, and I was like. Fuck yeah, because I get to expose this car salesman. I'm, I can't wait. How are you exposing me? Why is because, he, also, why is he a car salesman? What does that mean? Okay, car salesman. So what a car salesman does is sell you lemons. Like, they sell you cars that don't really... His fights are the most boring thing. Like, when I watch film, I literally fall asleep watching his fights. And don't get me wrong. I love wrestling. I love grappling. So I probably am going to grapple. The only thing is... I choose to grapple. The only thing he can do is grapple. And that's what we're going to find out. What happens when he can't grapple? Um, is, but, yeah. Is there anything legitimate to his criticism about your striking, either that it's not there or that you haven't had to show it yet? No, not at all. I can strike. I, I'm going to show it in the fight with him that I do have better striking, but I'm also better on the ground. Again, I keep saying this. I am going to expose him on the feet and expose him on the ground. You know, when you hear him talk about this fight, he talks about me being boring. Okay, I don't even know what the fuck that means. Then get out of fucking fighting. I talk about how much better I am than you. You talk about me being boring, I talk about you fucking sucking. Because you do suck. You're not good on the ground. Maybe you're better on the ground than these other little bitches in Bellator, but I would fucking kill them as well. Yeah, I, I don't think there's energy. credit behind this fucking... You uh, say you so much better, but all you can do against Leandro Higo is hold on, bro. That's, all, that's what I mean. And when I say boring, I associate you with you can't uh, uh, commit offense because you're too busy holding position You because you can't do anything else. It's like an eighth grade slow dance is what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah. He just, you know what I'm saying, dancing along, holding on, hoping that she don't notice that I'm trying to touch her butt. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's all he doing. You know what I mean? So uh, that's that's why I feel like it's not like it's not going to be competitive. I'm going to beat the shit out of you, and I can't wait, wow, So you think you're going to force it to be a stand-up match? And no, no. I, even in the what? grappling. In the grappling, you don't have the skills necessary, and I you feel like I'm picking you on you. Your grappling is better than I mine? feel like I'm picking on you because you only been fighting I don't know how long or whatever. I can tell, you know what I mean? I know you're old. Um, you're fucking you don't have... old. I know. You're <laughs> 33, old. 34, 35. And I got... I'm 29. I'm and getting I... better. You're at you're fucking plateaued. You're right here. And I, I got know the how belt. Good you're going to get. And I got the belt. And what you got? All right, people... shit ass glasses. And I'm fucking looking at these glasses and say Man, that's like an 80s pro wrestling gimmick. How much of this is the real Danny Sabatella that walking into the corner store you still got the same vibe. You bring right. that you same can, energy. You can go back and look at my first fights ever, and I've been the same guy this whole time. I'm the same guy as I am in the cage, as outside the cage. The good thing for me is I have an exciting personality, and that's why it works. It's because I think people can tell when something is authentic and it's not. They see that I'm exciting and authentic. When people come into this fucking business and they're fake, fans can kind of realize that. I know fans are fucking idiots, but they know when something is corny and cheesy and fucking, that's not just who they are. They realize, this is who I really am. I'm about this life. This is how I've always been, and I'm not going to change for fucking anybody. I'm going to get a lot of fucking hate, a lot of fucking steam. Most people are going to be on his side. When we go into that fucking cage December 9th at the Mohegan Sun, the crowd's going to be on his side. But that's only because people fucking hate me. And bring on the fucking hate. Everybody that fucking hates me understand. I'm not one of these guys that's just going to sit by. It's also fuck you too. If you're in the crowd and you fucking flip me off, I might jump into the crowd and fucking head kick you. Mouse I'm already, I'm going to get fucking fined again probably yeah. in Connecticut. If you're like, if there's single chicks in the crowd, they might get off too. Right? <laughs> Anybody can get it if you're fucking throwing hate at me. But I was already fined in Connecticut once. I might as well get my money's worth if I'm going to get fined Shout again. To Connecticut. Uh, Ruffin, yeah. I want to ask you this. I'm, sorry. I gotta, I gotta, I'm having so much fun I here. Have, I have a good one here. Who do you think, in your heart of hearts, I know you're going to... 
Who does Bellator want to win this? What's the case for uh, Bellator? Bellator want? definitely wants to be. They put him back in Connecticut. Why they put him back in Connecticut? Because they know people hate him there. <laughs> That's why they want me to you Is that why definitely you're back want in Connecticut? Me to win. Bellator 1,000% wants me to win. You know, this is all being pumped up because of me. You've been in Bellator forever. Why I've are been you in Bellator just now getting a shine? I you're just got shine in Bellator. You're fighting Danny Sabato. I'm getting a shine because I'm the champion. You're getting a shine because you're fighting me. You're weird. you got it all twisted. I've been in Bellator just a a year and a couple months. You don't realize that because you don't do your research. You're 18 and one. You're on your way fucking out. I'm experienced. I am the newcomer. I am the star. Black you're don't crack. Danny Sabato. Don't you hate it? Black don't crack. Always on black. I heard that once from <laughs> Wesley Snipes. He oh, what I was, jail for taxes. Yeah, he did. <laughs> what I was going to ask you is this. When this tournament gets announced, it did look different. Sergio Pettis, at least the first day, was, was yeah. the defending champion in this. But a lot of people were saying Kyoji Horiguchi was the favorite, even coming off a mm-hmm. knockout loss yeah. to the champ. How much did that get under your skin? Because to both of your credit, you guys have come from behind the shadows to become the, the faces of this tournament at the moment. I mean, for me, I'm, like, comfortable with uh, my position. So I'm comfortable with, like, people not knowing my name, but I'm, I know what my skill set is. Even before the Magomed fight, nobody thought was, I was going to win, you know. Um, they start catching on after that fight, but I'm, like, confident in that, and I'm confident in knowing that I'm the best in the world, you know what I mean? So that stuff don't really phase me because it don't really matter because it's, like, it's me against this pussy, you know what I mean? I don't really got to worry about nothing but this guy. Like, Were you... Were you unhappy when, after your win over Higo, he got into the cage and y'all had that little back and forth, or did you did you enjoy that? Nah, I fucking loved it. Okay. I think the more I can get in front of this guy, the better. Um, I actually had my middle finger in his face for about five <laughs> seconds before he did shit because he's a scared little bitch. Um, and then he just said that fight sucks, and the crowd went nuts. But that's just the tale of him not being a good trash talker. You know, all he the said was... The crowd did go nuts. <laughs> They went nuts, they and he said that fight sucks. They didn't love even me. say anything again. Uh, I don't got to say much. I don't got to say much, and they they're love going, me. They're going hard for you because they hate me. This mm. is the Danny Sabatello fight. Nah, You're just love me. fighting. Right. Speaking of going hard, Danny, it was Jake Hager who once famously said into a Bellator <laughs> microphone after a win, I'm rock hard with emotion right now. I've got a phoner. We saw Conor McGregor at the weigh-in against Mayweather. <laughs> I mean, he had a third leg coming out. Does fighting this man get you so excited that it gets you hard, man? Yeah, I mean, before I go to sleep every night, I picture beating the shit out of his face. And when I wake up, oh I picture God. putting my fucking elbow through his skull. Again, all I give a fuck about is fighting, so all I really care is just beating the shit out of him. I know he's got a lot of shit going on with his life. I don't know what the fuck he's like. But all I can think about all day is December 9th, yeah. Mohegan Sun beating the fuck out of I mean, Paulo Costa had a phoner ahead of that Rockhold fight. You see it at the weigh-in? I did. I did. Yeah. And, and for me, it's like I'm comfortable with Danny Sabatello because I cuddle my kids and I cuddle my wife every night. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to somebody trying to grab me and, you know, uh, trying to cuddle with me the whole fight, you know? So, like, I'm used to that. I'm going to put my fist through his face and my elbow through his nose, and um, it's going to be fun, you know what I mean? When you came here today, did you think you were going to talk about erections? I mean, that really, I didn't think, though. I didn't think you so. You really you took know? a yeah. whole thing on him. <laughs> you know, like, I was watching wow. their, their bit with Ariel going, ask, hell, why ask him the fuck? Ask what they are. Are. Just ask I'm them definitely them. not what the people here want to know. Uh, we wanted to play a little bit of fun yeah. word association with you guys. Okay. You tell us. We're going to go back and forth. I'm going to ask Stotts. You're going to ask Sabatello. We're going to alternate, all right? Yeah. We'll tell you the name or the word or the phrase. You tell us. Your first thought. Here we go. Let's start it right now. Patchy Mix. Grappler. Ah, underdog. I'll take that back. Underdog. Okay. Um, You want more than one word? No, nope, nope, just the one. Here we go. Ready? Conor McGregor. Pioneer. Okay. 
Grand Prix. Raphael Stott champion. All right. Raphael Stott. Bitch. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> that was very subtle, Dan. <laughs> uh, $1 million. Life changing. Ooh, okay. Uh, how about this? Sean O'Malley. Pussy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, that was pretty good. Uh, Scott Coker. Boss. It's a little strong. Yeah. You know. It's boss. Promoter seems. Yeah, or promoter, yeah. Uh, you want me to be an independent, independent contractor, right? Yeah, we are independent contracts, right. yeah. Boss so is a strong word. Yeah. Uh, Florida. Sunshine State. Paradise. <laughs> Florida men. Uh, what's that called? Um, Florida man, right? Uh, yeah, fake I'm tan. getting plural. Yeah. Florida men, yeah. Fake tan. Mm -hmm. All right. You think this is a fake tan? Uh, probably. I mean, your hair is fake. Your eyes, you your glasses fake are fake. Okay. Probably. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, you, you do you not bleach your hair? You got fake hair? I said the tan, not the hair. Okay. Well, if one thing, if it looks like a duck, quack like a duck, you do one thing fake, you probably do everything fake. Uh, yeah, you think this is fake tan? Fucking idiot and a weirdo, but whatever. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Ready? Money. Mine. One million of it. Whenever the next fight is after this. Mine. Fighter pay. Pretty good in Bellator. We hear that a lot. We've heard that a fair bit today. Uh, MMA media. Awesome. Oh, that's a surprise. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, the, the media. The MMA media is great. MMA media is great. The fans fucking suck. They're fucking idiots. It's important clarification. I want everyone to pay attention to. Uh, the man in the hat, Chuck Mendenhall. You know who that is? Nope. Right. So nope is my word. Right. Take wow. that, Chuck. <laughs> that really is unfortunate. Yeah. Who is it? Uh, a great writer in the sport. Member of the show at times. Great writer of the show. I'm wearing his signature hat. If you were looking at me uh -huh. thinking I have low T and I'm going through a midlife crisis, you'd be right. Uh -huh. But I'm doing this to support okay, you. almost done. Oh, that's cool. Video games. Dorks. <laughs> <laughs> Sergio Pettis. Bro. Brother. His question about fighter erections. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in honor of Luke, big booty Latinas. Yes. Ah, oh, fucking. Choose your <laughs> choose your words carefully, young man. Twerk, 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 twerk. Yes, I'll accept that. There I will is, accept there that. There it is. All right. Uh, all right. Well, gentlemen, we are very delighted you stopped by. Yeah. Uh, please be safe. Um, if you're going to kill each other, please do it on camera for us in the yeah, hallway. Into that couch, you can see. He ain't going to do shit. That's not a thing. Now, that, was, that, was, that was very real today, you're saying. You went in there with intent. Yeah. Whenever That's the I thing. fucking speak about, hold on, bitch, I'm fucking talking. Men are whenever talking. Whenever I talk. He ain't got no, no threat behind anything he says. He says, he says he's going to, he says he's going to whoop my ass or slap me when he sees me. When we're outside, he's just smiling. You know what I mean? Twiddling his thumbs like a dork. Yeah, every time I talk, he interrupts me because obviously I'm in his fucking head. Because I'm the champ. Fucking, like that. Luke says he's I do that fucking nervous. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, whenever I fucking talk about him, it's it's all the truth. And I can't, I try not to fucking punch him in the face because I know Bellator, I'm like, cancel the fight. You probably want me to fucking hit you, so I do cancel that. I've never but threatened. You're the only one that threatened and don't back up what you threaten. I know, because it's hard not to fucking reach across the Just like how you fight. You, you like say you're going to beat the shit out of somebody are. and then you don't do it. Well, Friday, December 9th, he's threatened to take that interim strap. From and he you. won't do it. Yet again. Only on Showtime, Luke. It'll be on Showtime, December 9th, Bellator 289. This will be the main event for this title right here uh, at the Mohegan Sun. So, Bellator 289. Gentlemen, let's do it this way. Why don't one of you exit at a time? Uh, oh, before you go, 
But you don't have to say yes. May I see your glasses? No. Fuck. <laughs> I had to ask. Thank you for Danny coming, Danny. Thank Appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Best of luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, he's a funny young man. He's he? funny. Yeah, he's funny. He's a kid, bro. He's a kid. He's, when you, fought, he's a daring. He's like when a. You, little, little when you when you went into the cage after you uh, after his last fight. Yeah. How long in advance was that planned? Um, they told me pretty much right before the show was going to start that I was going to okay, do Okay, so like we uh -huh. showed up to the arena, they were like, hey, we're thinking about doing this? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, is it safe to let Mr. Stotts go? Yeah. Rafion? Rafion, champ? it's been a pleasure. Thank you for stopping yes, by. Thank you, guys. Go I get him, champ. You guys and uh, can't wait to see your fight. Yes, sir. Friday, December Ooh, 9th. You know I'm looking forward to that. Don't yeah, you go dying on me. <laughs> there It'll goes the fun. hardware. That shit's heavy, by the way. That Let's go. heavy. All right. All right. I do have one favor to ask from the production crew. One, we got to get rid of these. These uh, chairs here, and then also I need my computer, which I don't have. Luke, that was fun. Okay. Yeah, that was all right. Um, it was a little weird when you started asking them about dicks. You know, Luke, I think that was actually the highlight in the end. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't contain myself. Did you notice? I was trying so hard to not laugh. You know, I'd I was like a mice. I was like a conductor. I'd let them get hot a little bit, then a couple of times I have to cool off, cool them off. Okay, but unfortunately, we did get like, let's be real, like they did the fisticuffs on Ariel Show. We didn't get the same fireworks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you fucking or fighting? What are <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this while I'm waiting for let's my bag. Uh, let's Carly, reset. I get to stick yes, I do. It's in my bag right there. My, I have a black uh, North Face backpack. It's the one with all the drugs and the wallet that says bad motherfucker on it. Yeah, here we go. Uh, we do have a late afternoon show, but we got a good show for them today. we got to look back at the weekend that was. No, no, Carly. It's the we got to do the shit. Look, we could have done this in advance, but I that's know. fine. No, no, uh, no. Let's Other remind way. you that if you want to look like us, Right? Why wouldn't you? You can wear our merch. Yes. There you go. And that's morningcombat.store. Go there right now. We got great designs, new merch available right now. We got a dead Luke line, Factory Town MMA, all that great stuff. Shout out to Carly Thank sliding you, in man. to hand off that. Um, all right. Thank you, Carly. All right. All right. All right. Uh, as a reminder, if you're watching on YouTube, should have done this at the top, but we had a strange show beginning. Thumbs up on the video if you're watching there. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that just the same. Please give us a nice review there as well. And Showtime, there's ways to follow us there on social, as you can see. We're on TikTok, by the way. We're trying to do a TikTok takeover. Yeah, that's not my thing, but go for it, Luke, okay? I'm, I'm starting to use TikTok a little bit. There's lots of uh, women twerking there, I found. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, by the way, that fired me up, Stats and Sabatello. This fight, December 9th, is going yeah, to be... Yeah, good idea by Bellator to get them to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good oh, idea. Oh, yeah, get that uh, word out. Showtime, by the way, is where you... Get that testosterone out. That's right. Showtime is where you're going to be able to watch that fight on December 9th. So if you want to get Showtime, you can get a 30-day free trial at Showtime.com. If you like it, you can keep it. If not, you can go bounce. Pound that sand, all right? Um, BC, we do have a show to get to. There was some show. MMA over the weekend. You have a hard out, though, Luke, so we got a power hour. Yeah, here, we can okay? make this work. We can make this work. Are you ready to get going? I'm ready to bang. Tui. All right. This is my, my thing. My, so, okay, let's start with it. Topic number one. Let's kick things off here with a discussion about Demetrius Johnson. So, Demetrius Johnson scores a phenomenal, phenomenal win on Friday night, BC. Now, we'll talk more about the larger one Amazon connection a little bit later in the show. But for right this moment, let's just focus Jeff on... Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos. Let's focus on Demetrius if we can. Yeah. He gets the win over his opponent, Adriano Moraes, who had previously defeated him and stopped him. There was a bit of a sort of a long delay between this and the, and the rematch happening. DJ inside the fourth round gets it done, stops him with a, a overhand right, essentially, and then a knee. Your biggest takeaway from that win is what? Uh... That he is that dude. He doesn't need to do anything else, Demetrius Johnson, in, in theory, to really add to what he is. 
He's in the upper room. I mean, respects to the guys who are right below that. But I carry five fighters in my upper room of the greatest fighters of all time, whether you care or not. Demetrius Johnson has already been there, by the way, of the record 11 title defenses in the UFC and being the face, you know, of the history of the flyweight division, almost, you know, not launched in his honor, but it became his. What he's doing now is essentially gravy in some ways. Yet he already won the flyweight tournament, loses viciously, gets stopped for the first time in the first fight against Marais, and then at 36, comes back. And Luke, not only did he showcase exactly who he is, arguably the most well-rounded and balanced pure mixed martial artists of sports that have ever seen, including what, if it was a video game, what are you in every category? This guy might be the closest in the history of the sport to being like 100 across the board in every category, yes. like he's rated 99 on Madden. He went out there and he showcased all of that, but he also walked through some shit. In the second round, he, got, he was taken down in the first round, yet his offense from the bottom was gnarly, including that using his leg as like a half Nelson to get the elbows off. But in the second round, he went through some legitimate adversity and got taken down, got heavily grounded upon him against an opponent who's just physically is so much larger than him, looks like a weight class and a half bigger than him. Yes. So at 36, what's my biggest takeaway? That he's not done and that he's still able to dig deep and figure out what went wrong the first time, decode it, go through some shit, and still deliver the boom against maybe one of the better fighters globally who we don't talk enough about in Mirage, who is a three-time champion in this division for one and has won immediate rematches after losing in the past. This is why we love him. Like, Luke, going on the whole, hey, guys, remember? Demetrius is still great. It's like, it seems automatic. Yeah, we already know that. But to go out there and prove it to us one more time on a large stage like this when he's the betting underdog, like... I'm not. I'm not surprised. Like that, you know, he is who we fucking who we said he was. One of the greatest to ever do this. Yeah. Here was my biggest takeaway from this and thinking about it. One was that Demetrius is still a pound for pound threat, right? I mean, here he is going up. I mean, the weigh-ins where he had to weigh in at the bantamweight basic level, and Marais looked like a featherweight out there. I mean, he looked. It, this guy is not competing against natural flyweights, just matter of factly. Okay, that's the first thing I'd say. But the bigger one to me that I think about is if you look at the very best fighters to ever do it in WEC, number one, Demetrius Johnson is surely the best of the ones who are still active. I think it's a guarantee. And I would say he's arguably the best of any of them. He, who is the best fighter after WEC to have a strong career, to have a decorated career? I think Demetrius Johnson might fit that bill. You can make some claims. You're talking about current guys. Maybe you might say Jose Aldo, but I don't really I think... I Jose Aldo had a better WEC run. Fine. We're talking post-WEC. Of, yeah. of the WEC vets who are competing, who had competed afterwards, like Uriah Faber, Dominic Cruz, Steve Cantwell... Mike Thomas Brown. Mike Thomas Brown, Donald Cerrone, Anthony Pettis. A lot of them did great things. Who achieved as much greatness? Who is still, a, at this stage, a pound-for-pound -pound level threat in the way that Demetrius Johnson is? Nobody. All those other guys are Nobody. Gone, with the exception of Aldo. All yes. those other guys are long gone. Long gone. Long when gone. Faber returned, Cruz it just was like, lost. oh, shit, old guy's back. He's still one of that Cruz, group. Cruz is competing against, remember, Cruz beat Demetrius Johnson. When Demetrius, this again, yeah. uh, uh, he was going up a weight class, essentially, at the time. And the point I want to make is Cruz is still competing against, not against bad fighters, against very good fighters, but he just got finished off against someone I would say is sort of, Moraish is, I, I would consider, a worldwide top 10 level talent. And so he got finished inside the fourth by DJ, basically up a weight class, arguably almost same two. way that he finished DJ's, which was yes. you know, the the perfect uh, beautiful moment there. That what, is the wide this one, Corey. I'm having like all kinds of issues. Which one's the wide? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, anyway, a little what, bit of mayhem behind this. Yes, yeah, a little bit of mayhem. The wide switched all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, the point I want to make was BC. Do you agree of the WEC vets since that time who's had the best career? 
Uh, it might be Demetrius Johnson. It, it might be. And I think not only does he still got it, he's still getting better. I mean, Luke, you know, yeah, he, he, he fixed what went wrong the first time around. He was in disadvantageous positions, like being taken down by a bigger guy who's sliding to, like, quarter mount half the time and up in his business. And he arguably landed, especially in the first round, was getting better offense off from the bottom. I mean, he's just constantly adding wrinkles, finding new ways to um, adapt to the not only the game, but I think adapt to what is natural is that he's going to slowly be losing this speed and some of these dynamic things that make him great. Not only does it not look like he's lost that, his speed is still top shelf, he's already starting to add those things that'll help that that aging process even better. Um, he's not going anywhere. And, you know, adding this title, look, what he's done in the UFC, again, it's already put him in the upper room. It's just cherries on top. But he did go to a different organization that's considered still world-class in a bigger weight class and now won a second title, avenging his only knockout loss. I mean, it's goat shit, dude. That's goat shit that's right good. there. And, and it, felt, it felt great to see it. I don't know if this is him finally getting his victory lap. It's like, you know, when Glover Teixeira just won the championship and lost it, it was like, okay, finally he's getting the victory lap that, that he deserved, maybe because of his mild-mannered ways. He never really got, he also never won a championship. DJ had already had all the accolades, but never, he was never overly loved and embraced. He's doing more, you know, PR work with, with uh, one now than he ever did with the UFC, and at least in terms of where it's going and people's reaction to it. I mean, he was on our couch. He was great. Yeah. It, it's great to see him... He made a he made the turn on his own terms to go to one, and he is still succeeding and still matters in the top five or six pump globally at 36. Yeah. Even if he doesn't ever care or see a future of coming back to the UFC, if there was ever a way for him to make the rounds back and fight the best guys of this generation, he's there. He's right there with him, Luke. Yeah, I mean, again, 36, up a weight class, finishing inside the distance, still getting better, as BC indicated, still showing new wrinkles. Still hungry to compete. Dude, he's doing everything someone at this stage of his career should not be doing. Yeah. And he's doing it all. It's it's truly, truly remarkable. And I really agree with this. And something I want to get into now, which is, at first it wasn't exactly clear. The immediate benefit to me of the Askren-DJ trade, the immediate benefit went to the UFC. And you could even argue commercially they got more out of Askren than they would have gotten out of DJ because they just weren't a good pairing. But I will say this. Who did more for each organization? They didn't do the same things, but DJ, to me, has really lifted one oh, yeah. in an enduring way that Askren's big pop didn't necessarily do. Absolutely. So you can ask who won the trade. I would just say this. They did different things. DJ's impact has been more significant and longer lasting. And I think... Soon, it has a chance, at least with one, to really go full bloom of what they originally saw when they went after him. Look, he was the face of them trying to get free agents who still had name value and a lot left in the tank, like in Eddie Alvarez, even Sage Northcutt. And not only is he still here, even though COVID slowed things down for everybody, one is trying to build up momentum for that eventual U.S. debut, where they're not only in American primetime as they were last Friday on Prime, Amazon Prime, in that you know prime window there, Pardon the pun, but if he can still be the face of it as, you know, one of the best pound for pound in the world in the face of their roster, um, it, it, he can almost he can only add to this conversation of who won the trade. Short term, yes, Askren was a personality. They sold T-shirts. He made Jorge Masvidal, even though indirectly, right, in, in a lot of ways. But long term, especially when they do come to the U.S. and some of these foundational things that they're setting up now, like the one deal, 
I don't think until we see that machine full bloom and if the American casual sports fan accepts one and goes, oh, that's interesting. That's a little different than the others. Let me look at that. That's when it really comes to fruition. But DJ showing us even at 36, he's still going to be right there when that happens. Yeah, no doubt about it. I just, um, I w I've been, it took some time for us to really gauge exactly what the full impact would be. Obviously, Askren's now retired. And again, people make this argument like, oh, one got way more out of it. I'm like, I, here's the thing. One did get a lot out of the Demetrius Johnson trade. They got they got the guy. They got some legitimacy, in, at least from the standpoint of the American MMA media. Not right? a doubt about yeah. it. Not a doubt about it. But what I'm trying to point out is, this is the other part. It's not just that they got more as a consequence of the trade transaction, such as there was one. But the point I'm trying to make is that the UFC and DJ were not a good pairing. He wasn't exactly what they were looking for. Yes, they're looking for premier talent, but they're not looking for exclusively premier talent. And especially if that premier talent in the way in which they like to promote and package their content doesn't stand out for them in the way that they want. So I think Dana White probably respects Demetrius as a fighter. I don't have any concerns about that, but they just were not a good fit for each other. One and DJ seem like a much better yeah. fit, a much better cultural kind of fit. Because well, their their true currency is seems to be the Bushido, the spirit. You know, Chatri's an international man but of it's history. The, it's the lending of legitimacy that DJ brings for sure. And Chatri's this guy. I don't even understand him or fully get him either. But he does carry that air of like this is the home of real martial arts, whether it is or not. And I know, you know, as much as any other organization, they bring in Muay Thai and they bring in other disciplines and package it with the MMA. But he he is the perfect. American face of what one is trying to project, right? Yes, that is absolutely in that, in that regard, Yeah. Now, of course, they would want heavyweights. They would want a lot of other parts of the American market and have access to that. But in thinking about the Askren-DJ trade, UFC got what they wanted out of that deal. They didn't know what to do with DJ. They, had, they did know what to do with Ben. Ben, by the way, fits much more in the UFC style yeah. of things. And it, they, they got what they wanted from that. But the lasting impact... Definitely has been well, more DJ needed a certain level of respect that he wasn't getting. And sometimes respect is just the amount of money people offer you. That's yes. also respect. But he's and either the way, guy he, there. Right. He got that respect. And now he is so happy. And I'm so that's I think why people are so happy for him. Because yeah. they watched him take a stand for for his own piece and what he's actually trying to get out of the sport for what he has left. And under those, under those, under that road, he still made it work and now is a is a legitimate world champion again. And dude. Adriano Marais is tough as shit. That's a that was a fun fight. Yes. It went back and forth. Both had their moments. That's a both, very good opponent. Both took on big damage at times. Like, dude, that was a absolutely legitimate win in 2022. And and I never considered myself a DJ fan or not one in terms of my fandom either way. Now it's like it's hard not to look at what he's doing and be all in on it. Right. I completely agree. That to me was a very rejuvenating win for him. Not that his brand was damaged. But just in pumping some extra life into it, this, it's like it reminded me of a little bit the way we felt because he had wins before this. Obviously, he'd been winning in one except for the loss to Marais because he had the win of Rod Tang and everything else. But I don't know. This win to me felt a little bit like the win that you got when Aldo moved to bantamweight and yes. started looking good. It, it doesn't. It's not, they're not the same. But it it feels when these older guys who've been in the game for a long time are still out there dealing at a high level. There's a, there's something. Real fun about that. Did you like this card? Because I thought it kind of delivered. Let's talk about that. So here's point number two. Let's talk about the overall card in general. I am so glad you brought this up, BC, because here is my big takeaway from the very the, the naming convention is horrific. One on Prime Video One. I mean, what is this? Officially, it was one on, one sixty one. But what was confusing is the same morning they had one one sixty. Yes, but the way they labeled it, like on the hashtag, was one on Prime Video One, and the announcer even said it that way. I'm like, fellas, that is the worst way to do it. However, the card itself, 
It fucking delivered. Yeah. It delivered big time. I thought this was one of one's better nights. And I tell you what, BC, is it my imagination when they went to TNT, the fights didn't do what they were supposed to do. Alvarez lost, and, and obviously there's more to it than just that. But um, it, I don't know, something felt off about it. On the streaming side on Friday night, it felt much more natural the together. Okay, Why? but I want to ask you about that much more natural together. There is an elephant in the room, and that's Michael Chavello, who brings a very former one play-by-play guy, right? He talked during the parts I'll of the I'll get broadcast. to that. Yeah. He, he was the face, his voice, like Moral Ronaldo for Showtime and Bellator Strike Force. His energy is very much the fuel for that. So here's what's interesting is they you said it feel, felt a little not everybody loves that style is my point. I like, like that style. Michael a lot. can be very polarizing, right? Remember that's that first one. Are you gonna break this down to the fact that they brought in an American commentator? Because that no. was not where I was going. No. Um they brought him, you know, he did that first one card in TNT. He said, This is the biggest night in mixed martial arts history. We we're like, slow your roll, bro, okay? Yeah. But to, to some degree, they brought in Brett Stover to be their play-by-play guy. We, we, we met him. We know him yes. through CBS. Uh, really nice guy. He's a country singer on the side. I thought he did a very good job. Well, no, First time hey. back in MMA, I think he's got a bright future. What I didn't like is now they're, they're bringing in Chavello during the fights, and he's giving this analysis, but then in the midst of it, things are happening, and he just starts calling the play-by-play. It's sort of like Luke, like Goldie, like Mo, when you've got a big personality like that, you either go all in and use them or you don't have them at all. Did you like him being interspersed in for, for rocket fuel shot right into the TV? He did it, especially around the ones where you could tell Brett probably didn't have any relationship to, which was like the Muay Thai fights. Um, so I thought it was partly that. Like, you're just going to have a guy who just knows a lot more to say. I have talked to um, commentators who speak the English language with a, an accent that's not ours and having issues about getting into the American TV market. American TV executives, I don't know what happened here but what I've heard numerous times that American TV executives are fearful that Americans will reject any commentator who has one of those accents. So I think they were trying okay. to cover their bases. That might bit. be true in the long run, who knows? But I do think back to the original spirit of your question, that energy gives a certain feel to the broadcast that the replacement didn't have and the replacement had more of a pro sports feel. So you yes. asked me, why did this card feel different? I think it was the Chevelle factor. Even though we got really, little touches of him, I was sort of looking like, you're either all in with him or you're out, right? I didn't like the little cu cups of coffee was my point. Okay. I liked his interview with Hulk Hogan. Remember when he he he, uh, he bleached his uh, his goatee there? No, I okay. can't say that I do. Um, so do you think this came down to the fact that this was just a little bit more of an Americanized one? I, I don't, I'm not saying that's ultimately the true reason, but I think that Which stood I think is true. I think they did I think do it that. stood out to me, Luke. I think they're trying to get a different look out. Even though this was airing from Singapore, yeah. this was another close-up moment where they needed to deliver. One delivered in the end, and I'm here to say whether I'm friends with Brent Stover or not. I like the guy. I thought that change. I like Rich Franklin in that spot as well. I know he's been there before. But the three-man booth with a little bit more mainstream sports feel to it. I thought it was a, a pace that I liked better. Okay, I want to talk about the car, but I love this line of inquiry because I want to tell you why, for the first time, I thought, like, one's whole bit about, like, we're all about Bushido. Get the fuck out of here. Like, are we, we figured out weight cutting. Get the fuck well, out of DJ here. Well, DJ did go after and hug Adriano afterwards. That was a lot of, like, Bushido. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. but that's individual competitor Bushido, which you can see in almost any organization. Or, like, Bullshit we're going to get to, like, Olympic-style drug testing. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. All that is just Fugazi nonsense. Yeah. But I will tell you what occurred to me about this, and which has been true for some time, but then watching it in this lens, I think Bellator and PFL have a real challenge on their hands. Because if you look at what one does, 
They are the only, I'm going to call it major, meaning outside of UFC. So you were talking about Bellator, one, and PFL. Those are typically your bigger three. I mean, you could put Cage Wars and some other ones you in there. You can't, really. They're a step below that, which is fine. Not but for Europe, they're not. Not for Europe, they're not. We're not but, but I'm just trying Europe. to point out something, BC, which is they're the only ones who are delivering a truly different MMA experience by virtue of the fact that they've got this, you know, the Muay Thai and the kickboxing fights with the four-ounce gloves now in the cage. Remember, they used to go back and forth between the ring and the cage. They've kind of systematized it. And here they were able to have, think about what they can do. They had a heavyweight fight with Amir Ali, Ali Akbari, you know, probably not USADA's friend anytime soon, right? But they can use him. Mark, Mark, uh, Bouchesha, which they could use, obviously not, the UFC could sign him eventually as well. But Pan Payak, who got the win in the Muay Thai contest over against Savas Mitchell, or Michael, excuse me, one of the most amazing knockouts you'll ever see, got put out with the right hook and then finished off. The leg woke him back up as he went back down. Then there was the Liam Harrison-Nongo fight, and then Demetrius Johnson. They not only are showing different kinds of fights that are also very exciting, they have access to a lot of different kinds of world-class talent by virtue of the fact that they put on grappling events. You can get high-level grapplers. Or in the case of Muay Thai and kickboxing, they can sign high-level people. And so their roster just has a lot more different and also dynamic elite content in ways that, like, what ends up happening with PFL and Bellator, like, PFL, they're trying, like, the tournament stuff, but Bellator has the overall best roster in terms of, like, top to bottom, what do they've got, but their positioning as what? Like, UFC light? I'm not saying that's fair. What I am saying no. is that what one is doing, for all the other nonsense they come up with, what they're doing in concept is the one that is the true differentiator. Whether they can make use of that, I don't know. That's fair. That's fair to say, I, I, I guess. Um, I really enjoyed this card, but what does it mean for one? I mean, for, for Am the Amazon side of it. Yeah. I mean, to me, that the streamer could have been anybody, right? Yes. Do you think it's particularly important that, that at this point, ahead of what will be their big attempt at invading America, is the fact that it's prime video more important than if it was any other suitor or streamer? So, or I mean, or here's the thing I was channel? thinking about. So you tell me what you think. Like, on the one hand, you can't just help but notice, hey, Amazon is in directly now, directly in the MMA business. Okay, that seems fairly significant. And yet, you've used the Amazon app, right? It's clunky and shitty. Like, it's <laughs> well, not Well, they did. Good. They recently uh, changed it. Oh, even with the update, it's still some, it's still, it should be on BC's PC. It's like Hulu I mean, Lite now, let's be fair. Hulu's better than that. HBO Max is the worst one, but neither here nor there. It's not intuitive. Like, Netflix's app is, like, fucking yeah. slick. This app is shitty. And here's the other part, too. Like, even when DAZN had Bellator plus other MMA content, there was still a little bit of a nest feathered for MMA. Amazon ain't got shit. Like, there's no, you're not going, like, it, it, UFC went to ESPN. They already had top rank. They've been in the combat sports business one way or the other for a long time. And hello, it's fucking ESPN. These are sports, sports, uh, storytellers. That's what they do. That's what they do. What can Amazon do? We don't even really know. We know they're powerful. They, they can got money. get you whatever you want by tomorrow morning with no shipping right. costs. But can, they, what they, but can they, can they do, do they know how to tell stories about fighters? That's what you really need. The zone never told Bellator stories. That was one of the major problems. Did you feel like it was presented on the app in your face enough? No. If you were, that's what I, 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 I kept I getting. A, I, I kept getting it, Sylvester yeah. Stallone every time I watched. Yes, on. yes. But a lot of people liking that film. I haven't watched it yet. Also, my daughter uh, wants to watch the the final scene from School of Rock. She likes that. Oh wow! Is it in, is it in Spanish though? No, it's in English. Okay. Actually, she requested English. English. Oh, wow. She'll say yes. Wow. Yeah, your racist heart just warmed. <laughs> well, she is going to that's... an all Spanish speaking school now. Yeah, all right. So we'll roll there. I have no, no problem with that. I mean, it will speed up her inevitable ending of Kill Whitey, but that's fine, you know? <laughs> you know? I mean, well, you're already there, you know? The good news for you is 
kill Whitey starts here. I mean, <laughs> she's going to stab me in the face first. Don't yeah, you worry. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, I guess what I'm pointing out is the stream was smooth. The Amazon infrastructure clearly is very good. I just wonder, we saw Bellator suffer at DAZN, not by virtue of not having a good streaming partner in that sense. Yeah. But they're they're not storytellers in the same way. I hear you. Um, so, I, you know, I didn't mean to crap on Michael Chavello. It's a, it's a, it's, like there's a passion in what he does. Uh, would you have liked it better if he was still at the controls? In terms of your viewing experience? Uh, I, I'm, I, I say no, but I respect his game. I mean, I'll say this. I've not seen any internal research. People believe strange things. Is If there is internal market research to show that American preferences are affected by the accent of the commentator. They seem to like Kate Abdo a lot. Right, but she's British. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. I don't know. But also, she's doing like very international sports like soccer, which is a little bit different. MMA is pretty international as well, obviously, but in different ways. The point I'm trying to make is, if they have good reason to believe that, then you have to make what decisions you have to make. I tend to wonder how evidentiary backed they are. That's all. That's and if they're not, then I then I like Shivalo a lot. Uh, we did two room service diaries episodes today on that couch. We can right stay there. on course. We actually don't. No, have I want to tell the people. I want to get them excited. Tell them about it. Right? We had Corey Anderson. We had AJ McKee on that couch. Okay, coming soon. So get ready. Get ready. All right, let's back to the show, Luke. Last thing about Amazon, it's like, what do they fit in their larger sports portfolio? Obviously, they are trying to grow that as much as possible. They're trying to grow their their um, original programming library as well. They have this new Dragon show, whatever the fuck it is. Um, it's supposed to be. <laughs> I sorry, I'm not a dork. I don't LARP in public. I don't. The producers are giving me looks here. I don't. You know, I don't have any lightsabers and shit. But. I find that Prime has the best grimy '70s neo noir flicks of any other streaming site. They have a lot of Showtime actually. They showed. That's why we tell you to get the 30 days free. They got really good old school movies in there as well. But I go Prime and Showtime on that, Luke. When I'm looking for something gnarly, like yeah, I mean, when you log on like this, the, you don't see anything related to one. But, well, not anymore, Luke. Yeah, no, no. But even then, it was a recent event. Like, I always have to question, like, what goes above the fold? And even if yeah. we were to pick um, sports, for example, I wonder why they would put it there. I'm just curious on this Monday. Yeah, I mean, it's a clunky, shitty app uh, or service. It's not good. But they're trying to add to the larger portfolio. So the other part is that's good is one kind of tanked on TNT a little bit because they just did very poor ratings. Here, it's the downside is that Amazon, while a big market presence, doesn't do a lot to, they don't know MMA space all that well. They're not going to have, like, all this original programming around one you could watch, which is really what they need. They need ancillary programming to succeed. On the other hand, because it's kind of a smaller operation, they don't have to have major subscriber numbers in order to be valuable, potentially, to the service. And the TNT thing seems like it was rushed, and then it was Wednesday night, it was late at night, too, the start of the card, so I think all that played into that. But hey, good opening statement from one, let's see what you got next. They did announce the next card, but I don't don't feel like my casual ass recognized anybody on it. um, Hold on. Bushesha, were you not impressed? You were asking. He'll about come back and have you seen the shit. Then you can just. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Tell me how much he's the, the man of your dreams, okay? All right, well, let's move on to topic number three, if we can. Uh, BC, this is the one that I know you've been waiting to discuss all day. Yes. BKFC 28. <laughs> Bare <laughs> knuckle fighting. Now, we're not going to go through the whole card. There's only two fights of interest to us. But the one that, to me, really stuck out was the BKFC debut of John Dodson. 
BKFC has been bare knuckle boxing, depending on the rule set, because there's a couple of different fly by night operations that are like, hey, why don't you fight in a fucking triangle? Why don't you fight on a hamster wheel? Fight underwater like two dumbasses. Like, Shout out to BYB, of, all right? Yeah, there's all kinds of weird Bring shit. Bring your own knuckles, yeah. But the point I'm trying to make here is BC. It's becoming its own thing, and you're beginning to see trends. We saw, like, Mike Perry is not the kind of striker that um, that MVP is, yet he beat him by virtue of, I think, yes, some ability, but also some of the way which the rules favor certain kinds of fighters. But in this particular case, I thought John Dotson looked like a perfect fit for BKFC. He's always had fucking brain-rattling power. Yes. Always, always, okay, always. Always been quick. Always yeah. been quick. Still has speed. Yep. In a sport where blitzes are, you know, you can just win a fight the whole way like that. And I think the height differentials aren't as big a deal by virtue of some of the, I mean, there's no kicking anymore. Uh, dude, John Dotson might go down as like the fucking Muhammad Ali of BK. Well, he I mean, has I'm the demeanor, to too. He has the personality and demeanor for this, to want this. But also, I mean, look, first fight, uh, he took on a guy we know in Ryan Benoit. Yes. So it's MMA guy, MMA guy in a lot of ways. But he blitzed them, took care of them. We'll see the, the Finished results. Finished them inside a minute. And have you seen this shit shortly? But uh, he does look ripe for this. I mean, you see the celebration. You always know he brought that to the table. He could be a fun character who may be able to age gracefully in this sport, which is the, which is an interesting part of it. I know. It would be and, as gross as this is, it's for the wrong person if you're not gnarly enough. But for the right person with the speed and skills, I wonder if he can do some things here. This is what I mean about the challenge for PFL and Bellator here, right? I mean, they're good organizations that put on good fights. They have lots of good fighters. BKFC is a relevant, it's a gnarly alternative, yeah. but it's a genuine alternative. And they're going to, on the on the demand side, uh, they're going to be able to sign away fighters. Like John Dot in a world where BKFC doesn't exist, for sure he's fighting in one Bellator or PFL. For sure. For sure. But in a world where it does exist, now he's got some choices to make. I think the training might be a little bit easier on his body anyway. And yeah. dude, he is naturally suited to fuck people up in that sport. More to come on BKFC in today's Have You Seen the Shit. Now, what happened with your... Oh, I was going to save it till then, but if you want to go to it now, the main event, it was the... the uh, we can watch it on Have You Seen the Shit, but Christine Ferreira, Ferreira, Ferreira yeah. bulldozed Ferreira. Taylor Starling. What happened at the weigh-ins why this was such a big deal? Uh, well, Taylor got in her face. I mean, look, Taylor Starling has been talking junk for a long time. In fact, Luke, there was a BKFC-level viral video that came out a couple months ago when Taylor in street clothes kind of accosted and st tried to steal the belt from Ferreira. Uh, Ferreira beat... Uh, Britain Hart Beltran in the last fight. So she's been, you know, she's legitimate in this. She's tough. She's got quick hands. And she's able, like Dodson, to throw those very fast combinations. But Taylor Starling, she's, even though with a 3-2 and two BKFC record, she's becoming a face beyond just the OnlyFans and some people's controversy against her site, is that she's tough as shit. She's been in some barn burners. How much is her OnlyFans? I don't know, but she was, you know. Don't you fucking lie to I know, me. I'm into that stuff. But um, I will say this. She got bulldozed, Luke, and she basically said no moss after, like, less than a minute. She And was like, no, no, I'm done. I mean, she got served. Ferreira looks like somebody who is, she said it herself. She said, MMA didn't want me. Boxing didn't want me. But this is where her skills, her demeanor, she's got a really cool look. She's actually pretty good down the mic as well. Um, You know, it's like these other girls have kind of made her, but she's also pretty damn legit. So, Look, this round robin of these two, Britton Hart, Beltran, Rachel Ostevich, PVZ, I mean, there's something fun going on there in that specific way. What weight class is that? Is that flyweight or something? Uh, I have to look up I the don't know. weights. I don't have it in front of yeah, me. But, uh, dude, you love BKFC in ways that I So would... I don't actually love the content. I just like the personalities of the fighters and that they're allowed to kind of become like these pro wrestling characters, yet it's real. 
And um, I like the trash talk and I like the the shit. There's another BKFC way in controversy that we're going to get to and have you seen this shit. That's oh, why I you keep... are desperate to get to have you seen okay, this shit. Okay, dude, we are coming off among the most dead combat weekends in a long time. That's one true. week removed from maybe the busiest one in, right. that I can remember, okay? All right, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we can just move on to the next topic. I mean, though. I'm trying to keep us going, Luke. This is the, we're, we're the opposite of our normal role. Because you said, BC, I got a hard out. And I'm like, Luke, I got really good shit I need to show you. All right. With that in mind, let's go to topic number four. I don't have a ton to say about this, but we did want to put it on the record. Hasim Rahman Jr., who you might have thought was just gone from the story and the headlines, is actually back. Why? He's not fighting Jake Paul. He is apparently fighting Vitor Belfort. <laughs> yes, Vitor Belfort in a boxing match. Lou's going to be on October 15th in the UK. It's part of DAZN's so the, their new X-Series. Yes, which is Misfits Promotions, which is KSI, which is who fought promotion. twice over the weekend. We'll see more on that to come. Uh, BC, what the hell? What the, yeah, what, do we, do I we mean, like look, this or do we hate this? Ultimately, we hate this. I mean, if you watched highlights, and you'll see them soon from that card. I mean, it's YouTubers. It's not, you know, whatever. But this is actually kind of a legitimate, I don't want to say legitimate fight, but in the celebrity sense, Belfort's one of the most, he's 44, he's, probably taking whatever he wants. He's among the most dangerous and fun guys in that celebrity. You know, he just fought Evander. Who, who knows what, what that actually meant. But was, he's going against a guy who's <laughs> actually legit in Hasim Rahman Jr., yet has underachieved so much that he stumbled his way into this larger celebrity window. This may end up being a really good fight, and it's part of the of the zone and uh, KSI's new promotion, kind of this X series. What does X mean? Um, extreme, or does it mean just not boxing? It's not real boxing, but it's pretty damn close, Luke. This is pretty damn close. There's no YouTubers yes, involved. This is pretty definitely damn close. This, okay. I'll say this: it's you're right to say it's weird because does this is this on the level as like a real professional boxing match you might see on Showtime or Top Rank and ESPN? No, it's not that. No. Right? It's not that. But it's definitely better than KSI fighting Lyft and Uber drivers. Right. Like, you right? would think that, I don't know what the hell's going on with Triller and their triad thing, but you think this would be the perfect main event for that, right? But it, but it's not. It's on something it's a, But it's different. a real boxing match. That's the other weird yeah. part about it. So, like, it's this tweener that's not, like, the super shittiest version of things, but it's definitely not the real up and up. But if you're Hasim Rockman, you've got to be so happy what the Jake Paul debacle, which is really being blamed at Hasim for how he handled the weight despite signing the contract, it now made him a player in this other avenue of boxing. It's just bizarre, but... You know, I was like, when he did that phony weigh-in the same day that the real weigh-ins were supposed to take place after the fight had been canceled, I'm like, dude, this is kind of sad. Was it sad? It seemed like maybe, I don't know, he kept his name just circulating long enough. I mean, Vitor was supposed to fight Oscar De La Hoya, who's now admitting that he's happy he pulled out of that fight with that injury. Remember when Oscar... De La Hoya? Yeah, yeah, which allowed Evander in there. But um, when he was writhing in agony from COVID in the hospital. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was absurd. <laughs> Belfort could, is Belfort in trouble in this fight? I don't know. I don't really well, know. Well, that's the other part, too. It's like, okay, you guys, I put my vote on the record. I thought for sure Rockman was going to beat Jake Paul. Like, for sure I thought he was going to beat Jake Paul. Um, I don't I don't know if yeah. he, he, he should. He's a better boxer, but Vitor is Vitor, and, like, Rockman is... Again, characteristically, unprofessionally, somewhat unreliable. Um, there is a, there is it's a, a fucking weird one. Yeah, that's why it's kind of worth checking out, I guess, <laughs> in a morbid way. But yeah, it was an interesting headline. It surprised me. Wow, efficient, efficient BC, EBC. Efficient. All day I've been trying to have extra fun, and you were like pushing against it. You know what I mean? This is I'm like, yo, Stats and Sabatello should basically wrestle on this table, and you're like, they're gonna break all our cameras, they're no, gonna no, break my shit. And, no, yeah. the problem was. They, listen, Bellator took, you know, they took them there. 
to Ariel's show first, and he got all the good stuff. And but we do you got... realize you gave me multiple, like, disappointed dad to son warnings about if I go too long today and cost you to be late for your train, yes. like, every, shit, and I'm like, Even then, I'm, I'm like, yo, I've done nothing to contribute to the idea of you being late. You've been scolding me all morning like an old bitch. Yeah, you like that term. And now you want me to waste the fuck around and, and go long? No, we can go. I'm just surprised. Can I express surprise? Wow. <sighs> uh, hey, I changed my phone case, by the way. No more. Yeah, because you did. Because I got, you know, this is more artistically, you know, in my zone in terms of my colors right here. Look at this. It's artsy with the one eye, you know? Um, but, you know, I was getting too, mostly in my house, I was getting harassed too often for my Kate Spade case, even though it has male power colors of black. That's a weird thing to gold. admit on air. I'd be like, yo, my kids were just clowning. They the were, they were clowning, the, they were <laughs> clowning me. They were straight up clowning me. So, you know, I went a little artsy, Luke. I like it, actually. I've got new paintings, too, but. It looks were, like the cover of the Metallica album, Load, which was like blood and semen. Okay, okay. More of like a reload fan, actually more of a uh, St. Anger fan with a pots and pans drum kit. You know that was great. That was innovative shit there, Lars. Like, what were you banging on there, Lars? Like whatever I could find in the yeah. back of a big lots dumpster. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to topic number five. BC, yes. Walk us through Richard Comey, Pedraza. I like this play. It turned out to be. Um, did you watch it at all? I watched the highlights. Yes. All right. It was a fun fight to watch. It was at a high level. There was action, but it was. Strategic change. Look, what, what was it for? They're both coming off big defeats. It was supposed to be a rejuvenating. It was fight. a juve, ju, rejuvenating opportunity for the winner to get back into the title conversation at lightweight. These guys have only lost of late to like the Lomachenko Teofimo level. But Luke, they both showed out. It showed you at this point in their career, both in their 30s, they needed this win. I love the body attack from Pedraja, who landed more punches overall, landed 46% of his power shots. Normally means you automatically win a fight when you land that. And the body punch numbers were wide, but Comey what did what Comey does. He's a great, he's an old time, he fights in like an old time looking style, mm -hmm. aggressive all the time, sacrifices technique at times to be aggressive, but doesn't get too reckless, just gets a little reckless. They were perfect dance partners to put on a good ass chess match that got that was manly. If anybody deserved the edge, I thought it was Pedraza. I think all they deserve now is probably a rematch again in the main event because the fight was that good. Nobody really was allowed to advance with a win. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's oh, kind what? of a win for both, even though it's a letdown when it's a draw. Right. But this might be rejuvenating for both in that in that return. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Because it was this way, is your impression that an automatic rematch is probably what's going to happen? I mean, are people going to overly call for it? Like, the fight was, was pretty damn entertaining. Not fight of the year, not something like that. Maybe they both benefit from it and go their own ways and kind of take the advantage that would have come. Maybe it's a rare situation where both didn't lose, they both win, they move on. But right. I enjoyed it at the end of the day. I really like that fight. All right, and were you promised... Pedraza's gonna... fun as shit, dude. He's going to let his hands He's still, He has a little more life than I thought he would. Yeah. That was the issue I took from that. Comey, too, well, Pedraza seemed to me a little bit more firepower than I guess I thought I was, I was anticipating. So um, well, I guess we'll see what happens next with them. Also, yeah. on that card... That fucking murder from uh, Richard Torres, Torres Jr. Jr. Coming up and have you seen the shit? Well, oh, this whole the good show, shit's on like, okay. yeah. All right, all right, all right. With that in mind, let's go now to DMs from Dog to your questions. We put up a post on Instagram every Sunday. You guys fill it up. The producers pick them. BC, are this you ready? This better be good, guys, all right? I didn't see any on-screen graphic, by the way. There it is. There we go. Hee-haw. We got viewers that are male. All right. Uh, BC from at Christian underscore dig hero. That's Christian Daguerre who wore... Oh, Luke. Dig hero. Luke, okay. <laughs> You weren't here for this. No. This is that amateur fighter who asked if he could wear our, oh, our logo on his trunks. He wore it right on his crotch. It said morning combat. And he what went out wear. there in his fifth amateur fight, and he kicked that dude's ass and got the win. The dude that trained with Tony Ferguson yes. with the MK clothes. His coach messaged me. I asked him he to was send at me the live show. Fight. Hey, coach, where's the footage? He was at our live show. You probably don't remember because you were a couple margaritas deep, but he, he was... Uh, 
He, the, I love I Christian Daguerre. I, I hope one day that you and I can corner him. That's that would I be hope. fucking amazing. He never asked he me. He would lose, but. But he gets the Coach Latore thing. He knows what kind of support we could bring to him. All right, know? so great question. First of all, congratulations, young man. Phenomenal job. And thank you for repping MK, even though we didn't pay you a dime. Um, all right. Well, he's amateur, right? So it doesn't yeah. matter. He can't be paid. All right. Uh, here we go. Both Whitaker and Vittori, Vittori spelled wrong, the last two losses have been against Izzy. Where do you see both guys going with a win this weekend? Of course, they'll be fighting in Paris. It is is gonna, that fight this weekend? September 3rd, yeah. Whitaker versus, I hadn't even in thought Paris. about that in fight. Paris. Yeah. Cyril, Cyril Gaon is I like back. That fight a lot. Yeah. I mean, look, didn't Whitaker show us against Adesanya that he's that close to being the champion? Yeah, I, here's the thing, dude. Vittori is, I think, what, how old is Vittori now? 28, 29? The thing is, like, the answer is who's better? Who is shown to be a better fighter? Whitaker. Whitaker. Who should win this fight? Whitaker. Whitaker. Who has more to gain with the win in terms of immediate placement back in the title picture? Whitaker. Whitaker. I mean, that's a big win for Vittori. Without question, he is allowed to, to make some moves. But I think Whitaker goes right back to the top with a win. Because don't forget, he had to go the long way and win three in a row against Hammers after losing the title. Yeah, Vittori will be, he's 28, he'll be 29 in the end of September. Um, who has more? Yeah, the answer is Whitaker. But I will tell you, we talk about a signature win on his career. He's got the Paulo Costa win, Vittori does. Fucking beating Rob Whitaker on your resume yeah. at middleweight, that would be a huge win All right, for I've him. seen the future. I didn't want to tell you this because you're such an Adesanya guy, but I've seen the future, okay? Okay. He beats Pedeta. Okay. But then he immediately loses, moves up to light heavyweight. Okay. And Robert Whitaker with a win against Vittori this weekend gets to fight for the vacant championship. Now, my... my against my, who? That, that's the only thing I couldn't see. I couldn't see the image of who it was against. Dylan Danis. Could be. Um, who would it be against? I don't, I'm not sure. Who because they at that point, Pedeta would be coming off a loss. Uh, yeah. Cannoneer's coming off a loss and has a... Who's Cannoneer for? He's got a big fight coming He's up. fighting Sean Strickland, but they're both coming off of losses. Uh, there's Brunson, Pedeta, Whitaker, Cannoneer, All right, Vittori. it's going to be the winner of uh, Strickland and, and Cannoneer. It might be. Right? Yeah, it might be. It could, end up being, it could end up being Sean Strickland against Robert Whitaker for the vacant title. I'm just telling you that I've seen things, okay? Okay. I mean, have you... Um, what did I watch yesterday? Pornography. No, 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 no. Violent pornography. <laughs> no. <laughs> I forgot the name of it, so who cares anyway? All right, let's keep it going. All right, from at Noah Preschel. Noah P. Reschel. I don't know how the fuck you say these names. Why hasn't Chandler versus Poirier been officially announced yeah, What the hell's going on here? Do you still think the fight is happening? Is so Dustin Poirier tweeted Gorbaka Hitman saying he's fighting November 12th. What he didn't say was who he's fighting. He just goes, so I don't know who the NYC. fuck's going to be across the cage. I'm going to be there. That's NYC. It's going to be uh, Podeta versus Adesanya in the main event. It's going to be Zhang Wei Li, right? Same card against uh -huh. um, against uh, Carla Esparza. Carla Esparza for the championship. If this fight becomes the you know the big three, it's going to feel again like those first two MSG cards felt. You know what I'm talking about? 205 and 217. Yep. Huge cards. I was lucky to be there both nights. They were just massive cards that delivered in so many ways. But having those three pillars of like main event quality fights right there, Luke, give it to me. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, why hasn't it been announced? Shenanigans, probably. <laughs> Do you? Okay. Is one of them going to fight Connor instead? I mean, what the hell's going on? Oh, right. right. I don't know. I mean, what the hell's going on? Uh, and Tony's up at 170, so that's not relevant. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm not sure what the issue is there. Dude, why are we not talking? About, I know we talk too much about Connor. Every show does. Why are we not talking about why the hell is he not back? Is this the normal time schedule? Uh, dude, I mean, that was a bad injury. Yeah. It's and did he time. post a video of him getting fellatio on his IG? It looked like it. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't. 
Well, if you had that boat and that kind of money. Okay, Gaff is saying it was it, it is official. It was fellatio. Gaff it was fellatio. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Was that D? Well, that's what fellatio means. No, no, her first name D, not on the D. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> no, that's what I meant. I didn't know if you were doing like a setup for like D's nuts. I don't know where you were going with that. Okay? You're like this fellatio involved. <laughs> You're like, penises. I'm like typically. You see, I've got a pink typically. slip and your bofa papers. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, bofa. <laughs> um, okay, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to talk about anyone's wife, but uh, or whatever. Uh, but in any case, I mean, who yeah. are you, Conor McGregor, talking about Habib's wife? I mean, really, you know. You know, I just not a thing I do. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say, yeah, he probably was getting blown. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I mean, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. From at Hirschbar007, who has or had the best jab in MMA? Well, I can tell you that the first time I remember a boxing coach praising a fighter's jab, and not one he had trained, was when, uh, at least at that point, anyway. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, was when Freddie Roach said he thought the jab of BJ Penn was really good. I remember BJ's that. was great. Was GSP's better, I think? Uh, GSP's, I think, eventually became better. But as a pure boxing jab, no, BJ's was better. Because BJ, like, he could wrestle, obviously. Very, he was very good defensive wrestling. He had very good defensive wrestling. There was a lot more, like, intentionality about mixing the game up yeah. with a jab. That was of, a good transition, by the way, from Connor's BJ to BJ Penn. Connective tissue. Well, I just pulled the plug <laughs> yeah, on this. Okay, all right. We had a good run. Though. We just a... pulled the plug. Yeah, okay, okay. So. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, uh, yes, I thought that that was the first time I remember hearing that. Who had a good jab? Who's a good jab in MMA? Max, Adrian Yanez, Volkanovski. Who else? I'm trying to think of who stands out as being known for it, meaning they, they were able to use it so effectively that it almost became like a, a weapon. punishing job. I mean, obviously, GSP is the poster boy for this question. Look what he did to Koscheck's eye in the rematch. Um, you know, I mean, I don't hate John Jones's jab. He's not, you know, he doesn't get credit huge for his hands, Luke, but he, be, he, he, he learned how to make that jab and that reach, of course, yep. you know, really work for him. Yes. The only issue I have in challenging that is not that his jab is poor, but if you watch the tape on John enough, what you begin to see is the real, in, the real key to his game is um, he has what I call in, in striking single shot high variance. He, if he throws here, the next one's here. If he throws here, the next yeah. one's here. If he throws on the middle, the next one loops. I'm exaggerating or simplifying it, but if you watch, everything is a pattern where the pattern is constantly changing, and so he does have a good jab, especially when he uses it. But there's a lot of times where he's going all over the place, and he doesn't have that consistent, like, okay, thundering okay. Roy McDonald. jab. Roy McDonald had a very good jab. Yep. He could win fights sometimes with just yep. that, which is which can be who's got like the, Who's got, like, your favorite jab in boxing? Who's got, like, a piston fight? Spence? Spence's jab Spence's, is I mean, he solid. fucked Lugos. I mean, uh. I mean, no one statistically was more volumeful and accurate with their jab than Gennady Golovkin over the course of his career, of recent memory that I can remember for, like, CompuBox numbers. Gennady's jab was so heavy, so accurate, and would use it to cut off the ring and get inside on you. Um, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, Lennox Lewis had a great jab. Yeah. I mean, Larry Holmes is known for the jab. Um, there's been so many, but, uh, you know, Floyd, Floyd, amazingly, Floyd kind of went away from leaning on the jab as much in the second half of his career, especially as he, as he had to deal with hand pain. And, and really began to use the lead right hand a lot in the second half of his career. But he had ridiculous speed and accuracy. Um, Shakur Stevenson, Stevenson jumping in is, is gaff. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Um, 
But there's some guys who, you know, in some ways, that's all they have, and they live and die by it. And you can make a career off of a damn jab if it's as great. You yes. Know? If it's if you really use it the right way. In MMA, because of the other factors, you can't always commit to it as much. That's why when GSP did that to Kostic, it was like, damn. Yeah. He did the whole Fucked fight with the control and the jab and just put it on him. All right, from Jonathan. Oh, uh, Cannoneer has a good jab. Cannoneer has a very good jab. From Jonathan to Doreen. I don't know how you say these fucking names. Who was the person in MMA and boxing you were each most excited to see and instead completely flopped was derailed? Is this one of those don't meet your heroes type of questions? Because we've talked about this before. I didn't, Who was like awful. built up as somebody big and then the whole thing kind of... What you mean is this is the is the spirit of the question? Who did you finally meet in boxing and MMA? That no, it just says who you? was the person. Like maybe you would just wanted to see, and then when it was time for them to like they, their career didn't like pan out. I still don't understand the question at all. Okay, I'm gonna read it. Okay. Who was the person in MMA or boxing you were each most excited to see, and instead completely flopped was derailed? Maybe it was maybe it was one night. So the the question is more in line of which. Prospect that you thought was going to be can't miss and you couldn't wait to see them. Not at necessarily a level. prospect. There's somebody you were excited to yeah, see. Yeah, I don't understand the question. We're going to have to go to the next one. I really you, see, you do this all like with assignments. No, I, I don't get no, it. No. I just don't understand. I don't get it. You do this bit where you pretend to not know. You know. Who was a fighter at any point in their career you were excited to see? You went in to person go, or on TV? Probably on person. Or make, make, make it a point to watch. Okay. Make it a point to watch. Whatever that means. In person, yes. whatever. You watched them compete and that night shit went awry for them. Oh, so I hadn't seen them before. I just had heard. You rumbles. may have seen them before, but for that night, yeah. you were excited to see them. You know, I don't. I don't know, Luke. They're, they're saying. I, 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 I see. I don't think the person who wrote the question even understands the question. I don't understand what they're really trying to get us to say. That's so. I mean, it's not that difficult, though. Okay, asking. then you can answer it, Luke. Okay. I'm trying to think of somebody I went to go see and then shit went awry. I didn't. I never. Oh, Aaron Pico opening night. That's a bad one. Is that the right answer? Yeah, right there? you and I were both I can there. also say I didn't. I didn't think much. Uh, I, I didn't think much of it. But watching Couture get flatlined by Machida, like I knew Machida was going to win, but that was like, ugh, that went way worse than I thought it would. Yeah. Um, that one also like I kind of had a small idea Rashad might win against John. You never at that time it was a little bit maybe, and then it didn't go his way no. at all. No, it didn't. Who? See, he said, Gaff said CM Punk. No, I didn't have high expectations. No, no, no. I didn't have high expectations. All right. For that. Uh, almost done with these BC, which you are just, uh, dude, I just want to point out, you're dying to hijack the show. I'm not dying to hijack the show. You're making us run through all the shit that's not exclusively about you. All right, here we go. From at Mark underscore Dibs. How do you think, BC, a fight between Oliveira versus Edwards would play out? Would they be good dance partners? Now, remember, How much Oliveira, is that size 155. Would I be surprised at the size difference? When they I don't. Leon is not a small guy, but he's not he's a long. big welterweight. He, and well, Ol- he's long, though. Yeah, he's lanky. He's lanky, uh, and he's also like he's not Kamaru Usman strong. But I don't like. He obviously has a record of success against 170 years. It's not like he gets super muscled. You got to favor Leon just because we're not sure what Oliveira is going to look like at that weight. And also, like, dude, what does Edwards have more than anything else that's just always good? High kicks. No, always good. They're not always good. His fucking defense. Yeah. You know, again, okay, Nate Rock. He doesn't get handled, yeah. Like, dude, you don't you just, you just don't see people except for Kamaru, you know, a little bit. They don't manhandle him very much. Like he has he doesn't get hit very clean very often. You're gonna say, what about the Nate ones? But these are like in a long course of fighting, many rounds, many minutes against many world class opponents. He just doesn't get hit. In fact, I can look at his numbers. Stronger anti-perspirant this morning. You ever, you ever get caught in one of those moments? Dude, every morning. Yeah. Dude, there's most mornings I'm like, did I, did I brush my teeth today? Like I don't know. 
Uh, let me look at uh, the numbers here quickly for Leon Edwards, and then we can go to BC's feces, which you are dying to do. Well, we've put a lot into the microphone. Yeah, so I mean, this dude is, you know, how many years into his career in the UFC, and he only absorbs 2.28 strikes per minute. That's not high. That's low. That's very low. Um, you know, so this is what I'm talking about. He just doesn't get hit a lot. And his take, the takedown defense, not bad, 70%. Um, but again, against all of these guys, that's just ridiculous. So... Uh, Do yeah. you feel more pressure when someone pays for a question in your live chat that you have to give a long, detailed answer? Uh, you're very upset about this process, and I, I, I'm I, ask, I love how insecure asking it makes you, you about your processes. I love how insecure it makes. I love how insecure it makes. I don't you. think it makes me insecure. I think I, I think was, it's very. It does nothing but that. You you can't deal process with this idea hey, at all. Critiquing you doesn't make me. It's not because of no. It's not critiquing me. It's finding an issue that you find. Um, in, incomprehensible, uh, and then you don't ever reflect on why it's incomprehensible to you. I think you're just sore about my jabs over the price of your haircuts. So <laughs> I, I think it's catching up. I don't like paying that much money either. <laughs> All right, what's up? All right, time for BC's Feces. Do we have any more donk questions, or is that it? <coughs> That's it. All right. Let me let me ball my energy to bring this home, Luke. Uh, you know what we do every weekend on Sundays? I sit in my office alone with the lights off, and I... Hey, could it be hotter in here? Yeah, it's so hot. I'm melting in front of your eyes. I'm wilting. Um, I scoured the globe yes, you know, the other day, yesterday, for the good, the bad, the ugly, the highs and lows, the, the in-betweens in combat sports and beyond. And Luke, look at, look at Jake looking at you like a lemur sucking on a lemon. I know I I've mean, said it before. I've talked up the batch, and then you know maybe we underperformed in our reactions to it, and it just didn't work today. All right, well, let's see what it's you got. It's an all-star batch, and here we go. It's called feces, feces. Have you seen this shit? <laughs> oh God! Oh, I'm big meat. Call me Larry Hoover. I think it's, isn't it Big Meech? Yeah, Manich. Yeah. I'm Manich. Call me, yeah, Corey. If Manich. you tell, like, it's not like I'm, you know, I'm anything other than what I am, but if you tell BC, like, yo, BC, you're kind of, you're like, you're like extra white. He's like, no, the fuck, I'm not. I'm cool. I'm with it. Big Meat, Larry Hoover. Um, one championship in Singapore, 161. And we start, Luke, with Sam Apech Fairtex with the one hitter. Quitter, yeah, as Rashad so, would say. Okay, this is not that. Oh, can we go uh, back to that, please? Yeah, Whoever's working. Not, I mean, this is not, not what we all. asked for, guys. That there we all. go. Bye. Oh, I mean, that's vicious shit, Luke. This is what I mean, dude. Like, oh, fucking. Woo. I mean, he put everything he had into Damn. that left hand. Fucking. God. This is what I mean, BC. It's a different product, and they have access to more world-class talent as a consequence. Well, we talked up DJ's incredible knockout. Oof. Of Adriano Marais. Here's DJ after the fight, voicing, calling the highlights of his own finish. Judy. Ooh. Oh, 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 oh. Kick it! Yeah. Judy. Ooh. Oh, 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 oh. Kick it! Yeah. Look, he got jiggy with it, I think is what he that's, said. That's you ordering Thai on Uber Eats. Yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed. DJ deserves uh, to allow himself to make those weird noises. He earned it, all right? Speaking of DJ, when, Luke. When did you make O-Face noises like that? Oh, God, <laughs> on the toilet, for sure, Luke. Um, here Dude, is Someone destroyed the <laughs> Yeah, it was you, okay? Like that time we had Mediterranean, and I shut that thing down. Um, here's Shatri, Sid Young Tong, shutting I down mean, DJ. I could that belt be bigger? Dude, that's the biggest belt in, in combat sports, right? I kind of dig it, to be honest with you. I I love DJ playing it up, too, by taking that fall. The gold you know? looks like those cheap coins that have chocolate in them. That, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, is it realistic that Chachri could cast us on uh, 
uh, one championship apprentice edition. I would only do that show if I could just fire everybody. Just walk in, like, just, just you're fucking fired. Get the fuck out. Okay. Uh, speaking of this, uh, they had the card earlier in the morning, our time. It was called 1160. Here's Christian Lee, Luke. You know him, just 24 years yep, old. He's very good. Getting a oh. sweet revenge the savage way by stopping OK now, Ray Yoon. Some illegal. I, I, I believe some of these were illegal. So, Luke, Lee had lost the fight to Ray Yoon to lose the title, comes back in his next fight to win it back. 24 years old, a star in the making, this guy? Um, Christian Lee, I yes. mean, this is brutal. He's very good. He's very good. Yeah. That's very athletic, quick. Um, yeah, he's awesome. Those knees are nasty, dude. You can't do that where I come from. Is that considered fighting like a sissy or something? Uh, here's uh, Zabistian Kadistam. Yeah, you nailed it. Knocking out Yuri Lapikas with a brutal dude. uppercut. Damn. I'm telling you, dude, one had a day on Friday, man. Dovlitzan Yakshimuradov here. Dovlitzan Yakshimuradov. I mean, look at this. Oh, damn, damn. Yeah, he did the old testifying. Sebastian Kadastam, uh, I believe. Shut him off completely. What a name. shot. Wow. Uh, one more from one. Here's your chance to get all city kick. Bouchesha. Bouchesha. All city cockboxing over Bouchesha Marcus Almeida. Yeah, outside Ashy. Uh, this was against Luke Kirill Grishenko. How nasty? Like, is it Dylan Dennis level nasty? This, this? Dude, Dylan Dennis doesn't hold a candle to Bouchesha in terms of accomplishment. Okay. Dylan doesn't have any major. D Dylan was so people understand this. Dylan was part of what was called at the time the Marcelo Garcia Brown Belt All Star Team. He had a series of brown belts who were all really, really good. He was one of the yeah. very best ones. John, John Satava, and there were some other ones. Mansur Kara. Um, and before he maybe got his black belt, but then he got kicked off the team. He didn't really have a dynamic black belt campaign. He didn't win a bunch of titles. Bushesha won like nearly fucking 20 world titles. Like it's not even, and he has a, he has a gold medal in ADCC, like not even ballpark equivalent, not even ballpark. You see, um, DeSantis was trying to push for no gi matches only, and then people were like, "Yo, dude, we're not like you know." Ron DeSantis, are yeah, you making DeSantis. a stupid political joke? Uh, Luke, let's keep it going with the zone boxing from the UK. It's uh, KSI. <laughs> Look, I, you know, sometimes you got to KSI shoot it. out here fighting. Sometimes you got to shoot it from the four point circle. Fighting you know? some lift drivers. Uh, here's some awkward as shit stuff between KSI and his second of two opponents on Saturday, uh, the well traveled Luis Pineda. See. Vamos! 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 Let's go! It's a little racist. That's how my wife wakes me up. So technically, Pineda is a pro boxer, but his record is like well, what lose it. Yeah. Um, so the first of two fights, KSI put it on someone named Swarms. Should I know Swarms? Is he like, was he kicked out of the Wu-Tang Clan or some shit? <laughs> Here's Raekwon. No, it's a KSI uh, depositing swarms to the canvas. He would then defeat Luis Pineda by stoppage in the second of these cab driver fights. Well, he looks like a world-class athlete. I can say that. He's got moves, yep. Um, I mean, but after doing it, Luke, here's KSI. Um, he still had some energy left after beating the two guys. Yeah, I mean. Can we run the video there? Can you show? Yeah, there we go. That's nice. I mean, That's nobody great. cares. It was weird. This whole thing was weird. So he fought two guys in one night. Now, was the idea he was supposed to fight someone else and then they yeah. pulled out or some shit at the last minute? Corey's like, yo, I've been following that shit closely. Um, 
Luke, there was another guy in the card named Slimmy Slim. Some some Who doesn't know Slimmy fucking Slim? nerd bomber. Here's his. He dropped some bars after the win. Let's check it out. Uh, okay, this is going to be stupid. Do you think you're top? Do you think you're top five? Where do you see yourself? I'm the motherfucking top dog, boy. It's the motherfucking hit man. I'm the shit man. I pull up with an extended. Yeah, he is the shit. That was me man. after I blew up that commode in there. All right, you mentioned top rank boxing in Tulsa, Oklahoma. On the undercard, uh, so it's 2020 U.S. silver medalist at heavyweight, Richard Torres Jr., who's like 4 Here comes the Olympians. Luke, this, this, was, was, this was murder. This was bullshit matchmaking against this guy, Canedo. And, dude, he put it <laughs> on him. That fucker needed some. I feel bad for it's him. It's hard, Luke, because Torres has, what, like four pro fights, so he's not going to be fighting killers. That's right. But and he's he, also and, being pushed on television because he's a, you know, an Olympian. Yeah. Luke, do you want to see the alternate replay of this shot? Yeah, Remember dude, when he, adult movies used to let you do that on DVD? You can change the alternate. You can bro, the this replay. was, this should be illegal. I mean, what the oh, look at that shit. Shades of Tommy Morris and Ray Mercer right there. Jeez, I mean, you, you can't blame Torres, right? But you know. Torres had a job to do, and he did it. Uh, the commission Ooh. should really reflect on sanctioning a fight like that. You know that. what heavyweight looked great, though, in the co-main event? Maybe we should start getting fired up about 22-year-old Jared Big Dude, Baby Anderson. I'm so glad you brought this up. I know we sped past this. I had notes about it in the rundown. This fucking guy... He, he's wearing um, like he's a carpet salesman. Like he just wants to show he's you. He's wearing a bunch like of yoga samples. pants with, with a with a carpet hanging off of it. But here's the deal: he's but six, he can fight his ass off. He's six foot four. He's now twelve and zero with twelve KOs. And this was against a guy with a twenty four and two record. So it wasn't like a jabron like the last fight. Yeah, no. And look at so here's the deal: he added Kay Karoma, who used to be the U.S. Olympic coach, as his assistant. And look at that craft. Look at that short little yeah, right dude. Hand. He, he looks like. Um, you know, a lot of these heavyweights are really big. He looks to me like he's kind of at that two. What, what was he? What did he weigh in at? Two forty, two fifty. Yeah, he's About? an athlete, Luke. He's an athlete. That's exactly. Look at this what right he hand is. coming up right now. Bam! Dude, he just sent him to the land. So I don't have it here, but he came out dressed in a prison jumpsuit with his arm shackled to his legs. I thought he was doing like a bit, but I guess it was a tribute to his brother. His bro I did see that. His brother yeah. was in jail. I didn't have the volume. I pulled the Luke Thomas, no volume. I was listening to 70s records, like in the eighth row. It's so much right. better, right? So 70s records from the eighth row? No, so just good. not yeah. listening to the uh, fight commentary. Yeah, no, well, sometimes. Uh, sometimes let's go over to BKFC 28 in Albuquerque. We got a lot. First of all, look at these fucking white guys. This is not doctored, Luke. This was the weigh-in photo. Well, this seems like a very normal place. <laughs> Look at the guy in the middle, too. It's like, it's like I mean, you could mistake this for a, a gynecologist office. Yeah. You, could, you know, the supermarket. Uh, Old-ass Dave Schaller in the middle has aged uh, disgracefully. Boy, right? Dave has really had. He's Dave been, had a he's good been run. ridden hard and put away wet. Stepping uh, in. No, he's with the 76ers. He's doing great. Uh, speaking of this, so, Luke, here's the weigh-in controversy, if there is some. They brought some bestiality out at BKFC. Let's see this face-off. Okay. <laughs> Did he so say he I'm said, gonna fuck your dog? After I knock you out, I'm gonna f your effing dog. So he knows what he say. So he knows who his owner is. Seems a bit much. I mean, that's. Oh, he said that's the only bitch you're gonna get. Um, Luke, this was shades of Mike Tyson saying, um, 
some really bad things about jail to that reporter that time. Remember in the, after, after after he bit Lennox Lewis's ankle in the press press conference. What did he say? Like I'll 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 I'll, I'll have I'll, sex with you until you love me. Yes, yes. And yes. then he said a very naughty this got word. dark. <laughs> this this bestiality shit got dark. Wow, well, I like uh, how the camera guy or the editor was this like showed the fucking dog afterwards, being like, "What the fuck did I do?" <laughs> uh, Luke Christine Ferreira in the main event, as we talked about, defending her title, forty-seven seconds against Taylor. Dude, this Stark. was ugly. Luke Taylor can fight. I'm telling you, she's been a part. Of some of the best fights this division no, has this, brought. This girl, uh, excuse me, this lady, uh, Ferreira, she is brutal. So, this look, so the full, if the video kept running, Taylor looked like she was crying and asked out, but then the referee brought her back in. They restarted the fight. She got lit up with another um, com combination, and then she waved off. She did a, a no mas, basically. Holy shit. But considering the trash talk between them and considering Taylor's track record at being a brawler here, she got handled by Christine yep. Ferreira. So. I've seen... Uh... I've seen enough on this one. Remember Good I mentioned Lord. Casey Robb would be in the opener on this card, the preliminaries, and she had given um, Laura Senko her only MMA fight yes. and had lost badly. Here's uh, Jamie Hinshaw putting it on Casey Robb, Luke. So Jamie's the one in... The multicolored, yep. yes. Good Lord, dude. This this sport, man, if you are yeah. just... I mean, you could, you could be a donk, but if you're a tough as shit per donk, you can oh, do something in this sport. I think it's Cassie Robb. My, my apologies. I think it's Cassie Robb. Shout out to Cassie Robb. Well-traveled, but... Yeah, Luke, she got it put on her. Uh, you mentioned John Donson. He blew away Ryan Benoit in 40 seconds. Yeah. Here's the footage. Look at this. Can switch stances, can square up and throw. Oof. Oh, dude, he's always had big power. Too big teabag power from Kerry Hartley right there, the referee. No count, just sit right on top of him, Luke. <laughs> What is your method of stopping fights? I just put my testicles <laughs> on him. Well, the first thing I do is toss, toss his salad, right? With jelly or... No, you don't remember that from the Christmas. I just want to point out, you started the show being like, yo, what did you think of that guy's dick when it was okay, your Okay, all right. Um, Luke, did you know John Dodson's brother also made his BKFC debut on the card? Are you being racist, or is this actually nope. his brother? Eric Dodson needed 23 seconds to get the stoppage. That's Eric with the blue hand wraps, Luke. I got to say, uh, don't love his stance as much as his brother. He is officially the brother of John Dodson, and Ooh. look at that. All right. He's got hands, too, though. What if they fought each other? Would you beat off for that? BKFC probably would. BKFC would just, you know, any kind of, like... Loser has to, you know, <laughs> guy would fight his divorce wife or something. <laughs> uh, Luke, let's go to other news. Um, this made the rounds. Nate Diaz, in the new era of marijuana use, smoking out the USADA employee and not getting in trouble. Luke. Dude, that motherfucker was, he left there playing Welcome to Jam Rock. Oh, uh, yeah. In his fucking whatever car he What do you has. think about Nate's artwork back there? He's got a Bob Marley poster. You know, he's living a little bit more like he's in his 20s than in his uh, late 30s. I'm not mad at him. If you've seen my office, Luke, it's like the Bob Marley there on the ground. Room. Yeah. Hey, what's up with your cable management, Nate? You got more. Okay, more. okay, Luke. You mean, I mean, he's Nate Diaz. You can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, right? I know. Look, oh, go back. Wait, wait, go back one more time. One more time. Look over the wall. He's got that like that that like old school pull-up thing that, that's supposed to oh, work yeah. on the door of jam course, that never works. Right yeah. there. Go back up. You can. Just let it play out if you, if you want. Right there, look at that shit. Oh, yeah. You can get yeah. that thing at Target for like $12. Oh, yeah, you can. You All right, Luke, uh, real recognized real again this weekend when Hasbulla caught up with Shaq. Dude, you see this? Yeah, Meeting I'm not into the, the Hasbulla humor. It doesn't do anything for me. I wasn't until I watched the Sunday conversation that Barstool did. You know, It was okay. It was okay. It was great. That's the best one I've seen. So that thing did like billions of views. I mean, it did. I understand because people are like, oh, small person humor. It's All right. Like, Luke, I might have the regional MMA KO of the year. It's I Sheik Mansur Kabi Bulaev against Rodrigo Praia. Uh, Good God. Have have a seat, I think sir. Terry Adam just rolled over in his grave, Luke. 
I think he's having mental problems. I don't know if that's really all that oh, fair. I'm sorry, Luke. I didn't know anything about what happened to him after that. Remember when Rashad kicked Sean Salmon in the face and we never talked about Sean Salmon again? Bro, that's one of the... I mean, and the, and the way he flopped was so God, bad. Like a fish, right? Yeah, it was bad. Oh. But, you know, you probably laughed The irony. Uh, Luke, this thing got passed to me a lot of times. Fair or foul on this Thompson boxing... Bop. Oh. <laughs> I mean, protect yourself at all times, right? I'm, you know what? I'm mostly surprised that that single shot landed as hard as it did. Shades of Victor Ortiz, Floyd Mayweather from 2011, right? Yeah, he walked wow, right Wow, he went down it. hard, dude. I mean, again, I mean, is that would that? It, yes, the answer is yes. It's shitty. It's shitty. It but shitty. but, dude, you no, gotta keep your shitty. fucking hands up. Uh, you're, okay, you're right. At the end of the day, but even what Floyd did was shitty. We only justified it because Victor Ortiz wanted out and did a, a running headbutt at Floyd, basically to set that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's shitty. I don't know what happened between these two to set this up, but uh, Luke, time for some creative use of hot dogs. All right, let's do that. We should have done the glizzy bit on today's show. Uh, Luke, let's zoom in on this guy. Good thing our producers came up with that idea. Luke, I got this maybe a world record amount of times. This gentleman using Haven't his. Haven't we done this bit already? Nope. He's not just stirring up the beer. He's, he's drinking used, it. It's a glizzy straw. He's using it as a, as a glizzy yeah, straw. Yeah, didn't we do this on last week's show? No, we had a different clip of a guy dipping it in it. We didn't have this, Luke. We didn't actually have this. First of all, this gentleman is almost certainly a sex pest. Uh, um, he, he's giving bad. He's given like the idea of being a hot dog advocate a bad name by doing this. You know, I mean, a hot dog took my liver from me, so maybe I shouldn't be all into this. We should have done the glizzy straw thing today. All right, have you heard about KFC Barstool and um, how he turned his pork into something called a pot dog? Your thoughts? I don't. Can you just smoke out of a fucking? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like using a pork pipe, Luke? <laughs> I feel a little weird. Uh, All right. Okay. Like these were cool when you needed someone who was good at engineering and also finding pot you think in the nineties. Sexual, sexually overt. This? Yeah. It definitely can be. Okay. What about this next clip? Bachelorette games, Luke, have evolved to becoming equally you, sexually. You know overt. that seems. Um, Nocho Latinos is, has provided us this video look. Well, I can see that. Okay. And so for that reason, you have my attention. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah. I knew, hold on, this is a true story. Back. This is how much radio, oh, she got it. Uh, if someone could send me her information, I'd like to follow up with her. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just pissed my pants. Like, that's a uh, shoot, Luke. Wow. No, no, no. I, this is a true story. Do you remember back in the day when Emeril Lagasse was famous? What was his famous catchphrase? Bam. Right Bam. Exactly right. So I used to work at a radio station. Now, they had stopped doing this by the time I got there, but this was a famous thing. This was back in, like, when Shock Jock Radio was, like, at its net, yeah. not quite its peak, but just Shout like to Chad Dukes, the Shock Rock King. Same radio station. Not, not his show. He was the intern on this show. And they, they got women to, to sign up for a prize. And the prize was like they were going to get breast implants paid for by the radio station by some contest. But they had to line up on their knees, and dudes would throw yogurt oh, in their faces. No. And yeah, yes. No, and it was so called the BAM Challenge. What I'm trying to so point demeaning. out is. Yeah, no shit. It was super demeaning. I mean, was, this is a little bit demeaning. This is just like that. <laughs> this is just okay, like that. Okay, can we that. get it off the screen before, before we lose our sponsors? Thank you very much. Uh, Luke, I don't know what to say about this clip, so we'll just watch it. I played the wrong sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what, young man? Shoot your shot. 
I mean, he had to know. He had to know, Luke. He had to know. He, he had to know. Cameras are everywhere, my friend. He had, he had to find out in the moment. Uh, Luke, that's almost as gross as this. Dude, there's women who work on I the think show. This, this is, is super called a guy changing another guy's oil. And it's okay, Luke. It happens at Jiffy Lubes all over the country. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go over to the gridiron. Like, dude, and look at his forearms, too. Yeah. Like, that's not the first time he's done that. I mean, he's going after it, Luke. Yeah. Dude, my man looks like Popeye over there. <laughs> you've, been, you've been eating that spinach, Popeye. Look at those forearms, Put in the new bro. filter. Whatever you need to do, guy. Wow, that was great. <laughs> he might rip it off. You know what? Robert Kraft has definitely gotten his oil changed here. But speaking of football, Luke, Bill Belichick putting on the UFC title belt in the weight room. He's got big moves, moves yeah, here. Yeah, he's the title bra. Look at yeah. this. This is a disaster. <laughs> yeah. What do you do if you put on a championship belt like that and you don't deserve to wear it? Put your hands up in the air, Luke. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know. I throw my hands up in the air sometimes, right? You love Vegas. Yeah. You love Vegas. That's like every elevator in Las Vegas. Uh, Luke, here's the move of the week from Dana White's Contender Series. They call this a 69 slam from Darius Beast Mode Flowers. Yeah, to fuck his shoulder up. The reason why that's not a spike is because he is evading uh, uh, or he's trying to combat a submission attempt. Um, and so he is allowed a little bit more latitude Ooh. about what he can do. North, south, my ass, Luke. That's straight to the 6'9". You know what I'm saying? It's that Gene, Gene, Gene. You don't even get that joke, do you? Uh, Luke, honest question on this next. Uh, is that Daddy Yankee? Luke, honest yes, question. That's Daddy Yankee. You into this? You into this or what? Is this your type of thing? <laughs> we've gone. We've gone too far to come back. Luke. Like, how do you explain what you do to your family? <laughs> like, okay, Daddy, what are you what are you doing research for Monday's show? And they, they walk in your yeah. your laptop and they, they see this. Your tossed salad experience starts here. How do you explain that to your kids? Not easily, Luke. Yeah, um, like, but listen, you, dad's a fraud. Look, we typically close, have you seen this shit, with um, people smoking themselves out in, in, in interesting ways. And you always say, bury me like that. This is how I want to die. Like 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 bury me in smoke. Luke, like they the now have a coffin bong experience if you're intuitive enough. Dude, what is wrong with these white people? You're telling, but, but look, that that's the way you'd love to go out, doing what you love, right? I'm not saying I wouldn't. <laughs> Where's Kevorkian when you need him? Look, this is what you. This is how you want it to end, dude. The, I mean, the amount of effort put in here to get high. It's like you know you can just light some up in a in a bowl. Do you think that you could come out of that coffin without passing out after this? I hope not. Okay, <laughs> then it worked. I hope not. Uh, one more, Luke. I forgot the guy's name. Somebody was all aggressive in my DMs. They're like, find out if Luke wants to be a season ticket holder. I was like, for what? They're like this new sport, buns and basketball. <laughs> This ain't the right clip, is it? Yeah, it's the right clip. <laughs> no, this is not the right clip. The right it's clip absolutely is absolutely the right no, clip. No, the right clip has. There we go. There we go. This is also the right <laughs> clip. So, Luke, apparently, yeah, I mean, we've seen lingerie football before. This is. Dude, called, there's women who work on this show. We, you are. This is called Buns. This is not the clip I sent, I don't think, is it? All right, the one I showed had somebody going full uh, core. They, hit, they wow, shot a half core shot. <laughs> All right, we get the point, guys. <laughs> okay, a... it's Ash Cheeks and Luke likes Dude, him. All right. You know, all I right. often bemoan yeah. the fact that no one in my family watches the show, and now I'm like, what a blessing. All right, I had I had a different clip, but that's fine. Luke, what that's was the, what was in the clip you had sent? It was them going full court, and this one chick with a big booty shot a half court shot underhanded and banked it in, and they were like celebrating and smacking her on the ass and. We should we should go to a game. 
I do want to corner Christian Daguerre. You into that? Who? Did, oh, I haven't yeah. asked Dig him. Hero? Dig Hero has not accepted my invite. I haven't asked him, but, you know, he's representing us right on the D. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. As Felicio tends to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this all has right. been the worst show we've ever done. No, it was good. Dude, you were so nervous about those two guys coming out, but they, that was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I mean, it. was it cringe? Yeah, but so was our whole show, dick. It's a little aggressive, but okay. <laughs> want to remind everyone, you can follow us on Showtime. Or actually, what am I saying? Follow us on Showtime. You can get Showtime. 30 days free trial if you want to get it. Go to Showtime.com. Keep it if you like it. If not, bounce. We have merch. Now, we saw. I saw merch in the room today. Didn't see old... We'll talk about the Bell Tour card in just a second. We, we, I did not see RJ Dunkelfucker today, did you? No, I mean, they say he brought some boxes, but I, I didn't see the guy. I didn't see shit about that. So, but we do have merch, morningcombat.store. Also, they want us to talk about the Bell Tour card for whatever reason. So, like, oh, the Bell Tour made yes. fight announcements while we were doing these shows today. All right, put it on. Can we see it full screen so I can see? Here we go. So, here is the run of Bell Tour events. This, these will all be on Showtime, as you can well imagine. Bellator 285, Friday, September 3rd. Then the Bellator 286 card. That's going to be the fun one with McKee and Carlisle, as well as Pitbull defending his title against in Adam Long Beach, In McKee's backyard, Luke. The card in uh, Italy is going to be on October 29th. The card on November 18th, Bellator 288. How good is that? How good that is that is, doubleheader? That's the, that, to me, the, the last two ones are the, the, the crown jewels, November 18th and December 9th, because you have Nemkov Anderson 2, Anderson looking for the most important win of his career. Pitbull taking on Nurmagomedov. He might win the belt. That's Patricky. So. I had it wrong, Patricia, last time. Apologies. Patricky defending. Right. And then you saw the gentlemen who were in here on the left side there uh, with uh, Rafael Stotts and Danny Sabatello. They'll be on one side of the bracket. The winner of that, of course, will face the winner of Patchy Mix and Megomed Magomedov at the Mohegan Sun. So, so I don't know who's coming out of e e either of those fights. I don't know who's coming out of there. Ooh. I don't know, Luke. Stotts is more well-rounded, but Danny is stubborn. You gotta He's a watch stubborn it. Wrestler. You gotta watch it on Showtime. That's right. What's up? When, when are you doing your next Showbox gig? Uh, next week. Next week. Where are you going? Uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Oh, you're gonna get um, bed bugs. Probably. Yeah. Probably. But I'm here. You know, I came to win battle me. That's a sin. You sinner. You're not. You're not. Okay. That's that's that went too far. I apologize to all the women who work on their show. Uh, we are, I think we're going to be back on Friday here. In this studio? In the studio, yeah. I'm going to be so. in Jersey a lot over two weeks. Yeah, know? yeah. So I think we're going to be back here on Friday, but we'll be back with you on Wednesday as well. Does to get this you ready actually for work? Does, I mean, Corey Anderson today told me I should get a new hat, but what do you think, Luke? I mean, it's the Chuck Mendenhall. You can buy this hat at MITH.com, themyth.com, the, the Chuck Mendenhall's website. Um, it's the Boston Scally cap that Chuck, you know, you know what this is, Luke. Do you like this, Luke? Does I it, mostly think you should just get a lobotomy. Does it work on me? Can we zoom in on Chuck's logo here? I love Chuck. Thanks, Tr Tristan's like, hold on, I'm planning my next uh, native tribal tattoo here. <laughs> Dude, someone from the MK account posted, yeah. BC asks Danny Sabatello, they tagged him, the hard-hitting questions. Yeah. I can't believe you did that. I mean, yes, I can't believe yeah, well, that. Why would, BC, why would you have fun with like one of the, probably, <coughs> probably the most outrageous interview <coughs> in the game? You know what I mean, Luke? Yeah, why would you ask the guy about you know fighters' erections? That is, because it was getting a little hot in here. It is. It's hot as fuck. No, no. Me, right. me, meaning the tension between them, Luke, was getting so much that I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta bring it back a little. Get bit. Get simmer it off. Yeah, cool it off. Yeah. I don't want to do the show anymore. Thank yeah, you. I can tell. Okay. Uh, he didn't want to do most of it anyway. All right, that's Brian Campbell. I'm Luke Thomas. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thumbs up on the YouTube. You can follow us on the social there if you're watching below. Morning Combat everywhere, including on TikTok. TikTok. Come see us on TikTok. And uh, here's my vape. So uh, for vaping. For this douchebag, 
for the crew that's here for uh, Buns and Basketball, CBS Sports, Malka, and Showtime. I'm Luke Thomas. Well, your game's be loyal.